on this week's controversial episode, Austin and Tim travel back in time to February 10th, 1934 to watch a whopping eight movies featuring Betty Davis in Bureau of Missing Persons, flying down to Rio with Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers in supporting roles, Clive Brooks in Sherlock Holmes, Meet the Baron, which introduces the Three Stooges, James Cagney in the musical Footlight Parade, Sitting Pretty also with Ginger Rogers, legendary comedy duo Laurel and Hardy in Sons of the Desert, and famed vaudeville comedian Eddie Cantor in Roman Scandals. Pretfalls, sight gags, iconic detectives, ridiculous musical numbers on a gigantic scale, scantily clad women, domestic abuse, and of course, being the 1930s, blackface. Get ready for Film Geek Time Machine! Welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. I'm Tim Kaiser. Hello, how are you today? I'm okay. Yay. It's uh... I had to watch a lot of shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we did, we did. We yeah. went back, we uh, went... Well, so, oh, it's... oh, our podcast. Film Geek Time Machine, this is the podcast where we go back in time and watch movies from random dates, and this time we went back in time to February 10th. 1934, and not see any movies that were actually made and it came out in 1934. None of them. Well, those shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we saw a lot of movies. That's because there's a lot of movies that were shorter, like um, an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And so we got to see eight movies, kind of like what we did for the 41 podcast. And three podcast. shorts. Yeah. So there, um, we actually got to see some cartoons. There were some shorts that we missed. So um, everybody, take a bathroom break real quick, because we're going to be here for a fucking while. Okay? <laughs> we'll see. Maybe there'll be some movies that we don't remember very well. Oh, I know I won't. But I'm going to lie. Okay? Yeah, don't it's lie. called no, no, cheating. No, no. And I'm going to act like I remember no, all kinds of shit. Don't Because nobody's going to watch these things and go like, oh, Tim was wrong. No. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so I know it was kind of exciting to go back to the 30s because um, we we went back to what 39 once, and uh, this is by far the latest, almost 90 the years earliest ago. one, yeah. So yeah, so we went back in time, but before let's go back into the time period, what we got here. So songs from the year that were popular. Let's uh, there's an ad. There's an ad. ad. I'll get rid of that <laughs> okay. ad. So we're not gonna know any of these songs. I don't know. Let's right. learn some of these movies. Well, I'll just <laughs> say I'll just say some of the. So Bing Crosby's got some. We songs got Duke Ellington. We got two Bings. Yeah, uh, at least two. Actually, smoke Three. gets there's in your a eyes. Bing down there. I, re- I know that song. Smoke gets in your eyes. Oh, here we go. Flying down to Rio. Fred Astaire. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, but all uh, smoke get, smoke get in your eyes. Uh, that sounds familiar. It's gotta be a that or was it remade? In, maybe too. I have definitely heard the. Words yeah, yeah, before yeah. Fats Waller, um, and then popular radio shows that were out. The number one show was Eddie Cantor's Chasing Sandburn Hour, so he wow. was a popular radio star. We're gonna talk about him later. We are gonna talk about him later. Rudy Valley, Will Rogers had a radio show. Ed Wynn had a radio show. Amos and Andy was still very popular. Oh yes, at the time. That's before 
it was a TV show where they had to actually get actual black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this got two racist white guys. Yes. Okay. Uh, Burns and Allen, which is cool. The Burns and Allen. Cool. Uh, God damn it, in the 30s? Yeah. That is that's Jack nuts. Benny program. The Benny, uh, Bing Crosby show, not Benny. Out of all of these, the one who had the longest career would be Burns. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, George Burns George was still Burns. doing shit in like late 80s at least. He was. He did uh, 18 again. Which was uh, oh, 1988, wow. I think. Which one was one of those roles, reverse yeah. switcheroos that they made like eight or nine. Or oh, God. That was like five a year for a while. <laughs> it, was, just kept... it was like vice versa with Judge Reinhold and uh, Fred Savage. Like father, like son. Was, yeah, Kirk Cameron and Dudley yep. Moore. They um, obviously course, got... Well, big, kind of. Big, kind of. We, all, we have Freaky dream Friday. Dream a little dream a little bit. Other Freaky yeah. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's actually a sequel to the original Freaky Friday. It was a, it went to a, it was a made for a television paper. So we're going to look at the newspaper, which is cool. We're looking at the newspaper. There's a really neat uh, drawing. That's a really cool drawing. Of uh, W.C. Fields and Jimmy Durante. So yeah, it, it's it really was, nifty. It was pretty cool. And then also, it's just a news drawing. It just yeah. happens to bring those guys up. And then there's a thing about somebody who's shot down 21 enemy planes and i'm like why is it all in the same drawing <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's really strange um okay so let's take a look at what we got here so okay so the movies that we have that we didn't see were man's castle all of me this is one that i actually kind of wanted to see we didn't get around to seeing it was uh had started frederick march and george raft but the reason i wanted to see it was there's a short beforehand with thelma todd and patsy kelly and they were kind of uh there was by hal roach and Hal Roach created Laurel and Hardy. And this was his version. It was a female version of Laurel and Hardy. They wanted to do like a, oh, com- a comedy really? team. Yeah, I have them on, on DVD. Oh, wow. So that sounds cool. They're really they're really is, cool. Thelma is, Todd is, was in Sitting Pretty as the oh. girl that's trying to break those guys up. Okay, well, ha- I'll, I'll, if I remember that, of the, <laughs> of the 19 things I watched. And then <laughs> Thelma, and, well, this was the second teaming. The first teaming had Zazu Pitts, and Zazu Pitts was in Meet the Baron. She was the love interest. I don't remember the all the these Baron. people. We watched too yeah. many things on okay. Anyways, okay. anyways, is all of me a, a movie where a guy gets the soul of a rich lady and that's stuck Steve, inside that's of him? Steve oh, that's a different movie with Steve a different Martin comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of comedies going on there. There is. Okay, <laughs> one. So we didn't see. We didn't see Alice in Wonderland. So we were. We almost saw it. Um, those Lewis. That Carols. was one that we tried, but we couldn't figure yeah, it out. Yep. yep. Well, I wonder if it's any fun. <laughs> Strange Adventure. It's a thriller. That's the uh, what, what the movie's called. Wow. Wait, is that? I think it's just called Strange Adventure. Yeah. It's and then a thriller is a description. Right. Of that's the what movie. I meant. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And, <laughs> sure, uh, it is. <laughs> Christopher Bean, uh, Take a Chance. Maurice Chevalier film, The Way to Love. Could have seen Oriental Girls. Okay, that, that was a burlesque show. <laughs> yeah. It was a burlesque show of Oriental Girls. Um, which would have been... That's actually going to come up a couple of times, I think, in this episode. By, the, by, the term Oriental. Yeah. <laughs> by Candlelight College Coach. Solitaire Man, Night Flight. These are all movies that we didn't see. Hell and High Water. Um, There's actually a shit ton of movies. Because you know what they did in the Dangerous 30s? Roads. They just fucking made movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. Oh, one we didn't see was uh, King of Wild Horses with Rex the Wonder Horse. That's right. We were trying to pull that one out, too. But, I mean, we <laughs> yeah. ended up seeing so many things. We can't we, literally see everything. We did had to cut some stuff out. So, Havana Widows. Um, okay, so the ones that we did go see, an eight-movie marathon with some shorts in there. We got Burrow of Missing Persons. Bureau. Bureau. I said burrow. Yeah. Like, oh, I am fucking not, donkey. I am not, <laughs> I am not good at, like, saying, I'm not good at, like, saying stuff. Like, what, uh, I can't, um, I have a, I had a really hard time saying Familiar for the longest time. I used to say familiar. 
when I was when I was younger. Um, Burrow, the, the, uh, okay, on the little tabs up here, you don't really have the shorts. I don't have the shorts. Okay. So Burrow of Missing Persons. I'm just going to say the features right now. and then. Okay. So Burrow of Missing Persons, that's on um, with... Just, I'm sorry, Austin. Can you say Bureau? Bureau. It's like a like a cabinet. So, okay? Okay, how about it's this? It's like a, a chest of drawers. So uh, Say the chest of drawers of Missing Persons. So, so, okay. I see, I say Burrow. <laughs> no, but so Bureau. So like, so like the word beer. Bureau. Got it. Bureau. Yes. It's like Bureau of Missing Persons. <laughs> that's how I'm going to have to say it. Okay. Bureau of Missing Persons. Uh, Betty Davis has a supporting role in it. Uh, flying Down to Rio with uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers also in supporting roles. Sherlock. Uh, Fred Astaire's pretty high in that one. He is, but well, it's, he's, it's he's definitely a, a supporting kid. actor, but he isn't like... As secondary as Bet as Betty Davis, yeah, yeah right. He doesn't right. even show up till like half hour in the fucking movie. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Sherlock Holmes, um, which had uh, Clive Brook as Sherlock yep. Holmes. Meet the Baron, which has all sorts of people, but it also has an early appearance of uh, the Three Stooges. Yes. Uh, Footlight Parade. Um, James Cagney wanted to. We have a lot of superstars yeah. in these fucking things. James don't we? Cagney, um, who is popular for gangster films, wanted to break out of the mold and and wanted to do something different. So he did a musical, Sitting Pretty, with um, uh, Jack Oakey and Jack Haley, who you might know as the Tin Man from uh, Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Sons of the Desert, Laurel and Hardy. I finally get to talk about Laurel and Hardy twice, actually. Twice, a short. one of the shorts. And then finally, Roman Scandals, which has Eddie Cantor, which um, he's the number one radio star. So Eddie Cantor was yeah. a famous vaudeville star, which I've always heard of and i always seen him being impersonated like in cartoons and stuff because he has really yeah, big so eyes. Yeah, so when I saw him, I'm yeah. like, oh, I recognize that guy. Well, it was for his big eyes. His big eyes yeah, were characterized. Oh, I don't know if he ever blinks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so those are the movies, and I was really looking forward to it. So I, I am, I love classic comedy. It's kind of one of my specialties because um, Laurel okay. and Hardy is my big thing that I specialize in is Laurel and Hardy. So I also like to go back, you know, especially silent films, Charlie Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, Buster Keaton. In the 30s, there's some uh, famous comedians like W.C. Fields and Marx Brothers. And was, didn't, I thought we saw a W.C. Fields as an option, but we never got around to We didn't get to see um, it. That was, in, that was last episode because, remember, on Christmas Day, there was the double feature of the in Christmas Day. Oh, that's right. Uh, that, so we didn't go see that. But yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind. But that was just, at that time, it was yeah. just showing a really old movie. Right. <laughs> so, but the 30s, so I need to see more of those. I've only seen like maybe a handful of W.C. Fields films. Um, I've seen most of the Marx Brothers films, which I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Three Stooges, I, 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 I don't dislike him as much as I dislike Evan Costello. I, it's, I've never so here's really the liked, thing. Yeah. I, I I don't hate Laurel and Hardy, but Three Stooges—they're my fucking jam. Okay. <laughs> fine, okay. So we're gonna talk about Three Stooges and Laurel and Hardy. Yay! So yeah, like I said, hunker down, people. Yeah, we got lots of complaining or praise yeah. on occasion. Uh, on occasion, <laughs> occasional praise. Okay, Bur- uh, Bureau of Missing Persons. Oh yay! Okay, so this starts. Uh, uh, Pat O'Brien plays a detective. I don't know if I ever knew who fucking Pat O'Brien was. Yeah. The one name I had ever seen before was Betty Davis. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, Pat <laughs> O'Brien, he was pretty popular at the time, and I think he starred in some movies with Betty Davis even before this. This is very early in Betty Davis. Really early Betty Davis. Really yeah, early. yeah, yeah. She was still doing movies at this point, but she was wasn't quite the superstar yeah. until like a couple like a year or two later. Yeah, so it was interesting to see this. Um so yeah, it's funny when they introduce the the movie. Oh, first of all, I gotta talk about most of these movies. I don't know what it is about the thirties, but they have really cool titles. 
Like the titles on oh, yeah, these movies, yeah, like the yeah. titles, like the way that this one opens up, it, it opens up with like a drawer opening up, and then yeah. files are, so are of, showing up. A lot of them, a couple of them are just like here's credits, right? But yeah, a lot of them do crazy fancy. Right, shit. right, right. So like the the files are coming out, and then the, like someone lifts a file up, and then there's like a star of the movie, and I'm like, that's really cool. And I mean, yeah, we what was it? We watched Ladies in La- Lady- Lavender had a really cool title sequence. Uh, that was Ladies, Ladies and Retired. Yes, Ladies in Lavender is a different movie. It is that you looked up last night on the no, internet no, 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 no. and you needed 20 minutes to rest afterward. Okay. <laughs> no, that's a movie with um, uh, Maggie Smith from like the oh, okay. 2000s. So. <laughs> so yes, all of these movies are pre-code movies. All, yes, all of them. So yeah. watching these, I was like, okay, this is all pre-code. Let's wait until the pre-code shit. Nothing really pre-code weird. Well, you know what, though? You movie. know what, though? It's funny. It's funny. But um, some of the movies are going to get real so real weird. There are no... <laughs> there's no there's no nudity in any of these movies. Flat out nudity. Oh, there's some real almost nudity in, like, five of them. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's not flat out nudity in this movie, but this is probably the most skin on any episode that we've ever done. Because there's oh, yeah. so much well, skin... In this I movie. think, remember the first episode, they kept uh, showing us teenage boobs, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, stop with the teenage boobs! Um, but the way this opens up with um, in, in this movie is they have, um, they, they kind of talk about what the Bureau of Missing Persons is, and it's like, thousands of people a year ago missing, and this is the how yeah. So they kind of make it a big deal. And at first, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, I was trying to nail trying to figure out what kind of tone they were going for. Oh, is this going to be a serious movie? And and it's weird because the subject matter is somewhat pretty serious because they're they're going around trying to find missing people and sometimes there's suicides, sometimes yeah. there's just people trying to get away from their spouses. Runaway kids, all that shit. Right, yeah. but the tone of the film has, it has the breakneck pace of a screwball comedy. Oh yeah, there are, let me guess, this movie is, this movie is 76 minutes long, yeah. there are 12 plot lines in this movie. Yeah, 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 <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, a new person has, has disappeared, well, and we gotta go find it's them. Almost, it's just kind <laughs> of like the workings of what goes on in this stuff, and then yeah. everyone, and then towards the end of the movie, one of the plots kind of comes into the limelight, and that's kind of the main plot of yeah. the film. But there's a bunch of stuff going there's on throughout one, the movie. Yeah, I mean, that is the synopsis. Right. Is that is yeah, that yeah, yeah. it's the Bureau of Mr. Persons yeah. in New York City. Yeah. One cop in the beginning. Well, well Pat, like, Pat he, O'Brien he, is, but he plays Butch. He gets transferred. Yeah, he gets transferred and he goes over there and he doesn't really want to do it because he was from uh, robbery. He was doing robbery stuff. Yeah. But he, but he's a hard nosed guy, and so all he wants to do is he, you know, he's more of a tough guy. He's just like, I don't want to do this missing person stuff. So he brings this kind of tough guy in this cop, whatever, you yeah. know, dirty cop, pretty much. Yeah, real <laughs> aggressive dickhead cop. Yeah, yeah. And of course. The, the captain is like trying to like wean that off of him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, the captain is played by Lewis Stone. I want, I gotta say, I really liked the him. captain. Was cool. He was awesome. I love Lewis Stone in the film. I, I both liked was... the, I liked the actor and the character of the characters. Oh, the characters in great. this, I'm like. Oh, that guy was good. That Pat O'Brien character, piece of shit even until the end, okay? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolute piece but of garbage. I kind of <laughs> had fun watching that piece uh, of shit kinda, character. It does no, I actually... With a, a, like, he beats up a woman Oh, my at the God. End. I kind of... <laughs> I know, I knew, watching, I'm like, Austin's gonna, Austin's, Austin's gonna have some inappropriate laughter I on sure numerous times did. in this episode. I sure did. Because, God damn it, he beat her up, and then, I understand it was done as a gag, because she was like, and yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, 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 what yeah, yeah. happened? And I'm like, you got beat up by a big, grumpy old man, by a grumpy <laughs> man, you should press charges, That's okay? okay, that's okay, a woman beats up a guy later on. And oh, yes, yeah, and I uh, will, that one I actually laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, I know because I know what I know yeah, what happened right, in. Right. So you you couldn't see what was happening while watching any Laurel and Hardy because of the constant after. That's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then so Betty Davis shows up like halfway through the movie, um, saying you know like I'm looking for my husband, and and uh, right away Pat O'Brien's just like, hey baby, just uh, uh, come with me. I have a girlfriend, but I don't care. And then and then she finds out that she's like. She actually was looking for her husband, and he's still constantly hitting on her. Yeah. It finds out later well, on she's not married and all that shit, but still. Oh, his wife. Like, well, yeah, his wife. Like, don't hit on the married yeah, lady, yeah. okay? Right. So, that, well, and then, well, he gets really skeevy on her, too, and, and uh, you know, like, really comes on strong, where you could almost say that it's it's almost assault, you know, where he's uh, oh, approaching yeah. Betty Davis. That happens, yeah, yeah. and... Every one of these movies. <laughs> where, um, where people get real skeevy on women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's the 30s, I guess. It's, just, it's, like, it's, there, just there it's the 30s. It's thanks. the 30s. Crime was totally fine. <laughs> but then there's a lot of twists and turns because Betty Davis isn't really who she says she is. And then, you know, so someone's looking for her. And then there's she a murder like involved. A, yeah, she's like a witness to a murder. Right. Or, so, well, or like a just... witness to, like, the discussion of a murder. But this, this is, but this people... is the equal of yeah. talking about something right. from eight months ago. Well, well, because people, it was so many fucking things we watched. Well, then, well, people think that she was uh, that that she was involved with the murder and stuff like that. So Pat O'Brien's trying to get her off, and but yeah, anyways, that's kind of the premise of the film. Um, I actually enjoyed this movie. I liked it. I liked the style of the film. I liked the screwball comedy nature of it. I like it that it just it showed little like for the first half of the film, it's just showing little glimpses of things of people, all the character actors and stuff that are going on are funny they, they kind of have like a funny comic tone to it, like a screwball comedy and i enjoyed all the inner workings of of uh how the bureau of missing persons work pat o'brien it's funny he's not a likable character in this movie but i enjoyed how unlikable he was i was just laughing at just the shit he was saying and he pretty much shouts all his lines he's like hey baby let's go over here and i worst thing in the but world i got a kick I, out of it i don't appear to have liked this anywhere near as much as you no okay? i thought it was fun no is, is this uh one of the great movies from the 30s no but i thought it was a really entertaining film yeah the ending of the movie as you were saying before it, it, there's this running gag of his wife keeps coming to uh, uh, Pat O'Brien's wife. I thought it was just his girlfriend. No, it's his wife, okay. and and he, he keeps he wants well, a, right. she's he wants an annulment. She's, she's she's like married at least two people though, right? But he <laughs> doesn't know that. Yeah. So she he comes in and and uh, she comes in and it's like I want my allowance. I want my allowance. Like just get out of here. And she's a full scamster. Yeah, <laughs> but and then you find out later he finds out at the very end that she's married. So he's like, oh, you're not my wife. And so she comes in and she's like, hey, I want my allowance. He's like, yeah, come with me. And he brings her to the room and you hear a bunch of slapping and breaking glass and he walks out she's all on the ground and her hair is all messed up and it's played for laughs and that's the end of the movie and yeah. i got a big kick i know <laughs> like, i'm not I, saying I, that i was sitting here watching that's right yeah austin candy is me laughing at this combination was... wife abuse and police abuse okay? <laughs> <laughs> at the same time and i'm like oh right right this movie was unoffensive until then and then it went double offensive yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, you know so and the romance between you know pat o'brien and betty davis it's not convincing or anything like that so but uh, but i enjoyed the film i, I it's a three for me I, oh I, i'm I gonna thought... go with i'm gonna go with a one and a half oh wow okay it was like a two but i thought and that end thing only brings down like half a star yeah, yeah 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 because whatever this is nowhere near the most offensive thing that's gonna happen in this episode eh, i guess not not even close <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! 
it's going to be a little while till we get to it. It's going to destroy all the other offensive okay? <laughs> I I think I know what you're talking about, and I kind of knew going in it was going to be offensive. So, I did not know what was going on. Okay? <laughs> um, so, Bureau of Missy Persons, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I really liked all the whip pans in this movie. So, there's this thing that they do, like... Uh, to do transitions in the films, they, they, they would from, go from one scene to the other. The camera would just whip over, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in another scene. I really thought that was cool. I have no um, recollection. Okay. But I I honestly believe only because of how long, how many other things yeah, I yeah. watched. And like, I can't tell the difference between half these black and white things. Luckily, is it the next thing is color? Oh, yes. Um, the next yeah. thing is color. Yeah, we get There's some only two color. color things in this episode. It's both animated. That is correct. Okay, yeah. So um, we're going to go to the next thing. It was Flying Down to Rio. Now, before Flying Down to Rio, we actually got to see two, two shorts. So one of them was the Silly Symphonies, Disney Silly Symphonies, The China Shop. And then the second one was uh, Laurel and Hardy's Dirty Work. It was a 20-minute short. So the first thing, um, yeah, China Shop. So I have all the Silly Symphonies. I own them all. I have the Disney Treasures on DVD. I'm a big, big, big fan. I have Disney theatrical um, short posters in my house. I have... Uh, a couple Donald Ducks and a couple Mickey Mouse yeah. shorts, so I'm a big fan. China Shop is not one of their well-known Silly Symphonies, but I think it's a really pleasant and fun... It's fun. This is an this is a flex. Yeah. I'm watching this, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is from 33? Yeah. Or 34? Yeah. This, well, it wasn't 33. This looks it was fucking out, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking dirty. I love dirty. the way uh, this animation style looks. It's kind of got this rounded... Yeah. drawings and characters oh, yeah. and i just, it just looks so good and uh and yeah it's, it's essentially in the china shop it's just an old man owns a china shop and at the beginning of the movie it says fine china and he leaves and all of a sudden now that he leaves the clock is like hey everybody let's wake up and then everyone yeah. kind of does their thing and there's a bad guy and he takes the girl and, the, and they and then all the the china start gets together and they start uh they here's what they the should do so, yeah here's what should happen on the next time they put out Toy Story, just put this in there. It's the fucking Toy Story prequel. Yeah. Okay? They all come alive. They have adventures. There's no dialogue no. in this entire thing, though. Most of the so Silly Symphonies... So I'm not symphonies, sure if they can talk. Most of the Silly Symphonies, they didn't have a lot of talking. Yeah. It was just mainly uh, uh, music. And, uh, yeah, and it's it's just a beautiful short, and it's really cool. Which and is, it, I mean, there's uh, another Silly Symphony... That maybe I watched just for the oh, hell of it. Yeah. Called uh, Grasshopper in the Ants. That had a bunch of talking. Yeah. And singing and shit like Well, that. that one has the voice of uh, Pinto Kovic, which is the voice of Goofy. Uh, and when he says, the world owes me a living. Do, 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 yeah, do. yeah. And uh, if you watch a lot of Goofy shorts, he says that in there. Which they pretty much just put that in there. And it's Goofy oh, okay. saying that. But yeah. Cool. So Goofy says that a lot. Anyways, for this one, I love the end of China Shop. Because at the end, because the old man comes back and all like most of the stuff is all broken and he's like oh no but then he writes antiques and he marks everything up yeah <laughs> and, and even the two main characters yeah. are all smashed up and i'm like they weren't smashed up in the fucking short <laughs> why are they all smashed up now what happened I they are they are made of china yes. and they get in like an actual fight and yeah. i'm like this fight should be a one-punch fight okay <laughs> china is not strong yeah. um so dirty work is a short well lauren hardy there they are chimney sweepers or whatever and they go clean the chimney of a crazy old like doctor it's like a mad scientist yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who's going it's a it's weird and 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 they're and they're going to uh and he's trying to like 
create like a like a fountain of youth thing where he's trying to yeah. make it, people younger is what he's trying to do. A some serum formula. of some yeah, sort yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. you. You have to like bathe in it, I guess. Right. <laughs> and so what what you do is and so what they do is they just Lauren Hardy are there and they're cleaning the chimney and they can't do anything right like usual. I as again I'm, I'll get more into. I'm sorry. Did we rate star rating the uh, the short? We're not going to bother? Okay. I guess we don't need to. <laughs> okay. um, I will go more into when, Sons of, when we do Sons of the Desert, my, my history with Laurel and Hardy. But, okay. But, uh, yeah, this short, uh, so I'm a big Laurel and Hardy fan. I've been a member of the fan club since 84. Oh, wow. Eight years old. I love Laurel and Hardy. My grandpa got me into it, so I guess I'm going to history now. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. We're, well, it's, oh, yeah, I guess we're doing a Laurel and Hardy. So, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now makes as much sense So, so my we'll grandpa. we talk about it some more later. My, my grandpa <laughs> uh, got me into it. So, my grandpa used to work at uh, a, KSTP, a, the ABC affiliate network in St. Paul. And so, he was like a projectionist, and he would get all the films together and stuff and make sure they're ready to show on for, for uh, the movies. And he had all these Laurel and Hardy stuff, so he um, he showed me a couple of them because he, ha- he got them on VHS. And I loved him so much for Christmas when I was six years old. He made a copy of every single Laurel and Hardy feature and short that they had at KSDP and put them on seven VHSs. Holy shit, that's and, cool as hell. Yeah, and I and I and it's and uh, I watched them over and over and over again. So by the time I was seven, I've already seen like eighty Laurel and Hardy movies. Oh, wow! And so I was really into them. And then um, we heard about my dad heard about this uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy fan club, and he's like. Do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah. So I kind of made my dad do this Lauren Hardy fan club, and we've been go- I've been going to conventions and stuff since I was young. When I was 17, I entered a Lauren Hardy trivia contest in New York and got second place. Wow. So, yeah. There's all these like 50 year olds, and I here I am. It was the early 90s. I had like long hair. And they're all like, "Who's this whippersnapper kid?" You know. And I'm like, boom, showing all these old people up at the trivia. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyways, hey, Austin, Austin, you weren't a virgin. <laughs> Don't make no fucking sense to me. Okay. Uh, I wasn't at that time. Um, <laughs> Dirty work is is um one of their shorts. It's not one of their most well known shorts because like the music box is probably one of their most well known ones where they're making bringing a piano yeah, upstairs. Yeah. Um, this one. One, it's That's a very, that is a very, very classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually won uh, Academy Award for Best uh, Short Subject okay. back then. So Dirty Work, it, this was made kind of right after that. This was So right at this time, both this Dirty Work and Sons of the Desert were right at the peak of their popularity. They were huge at this point. And so it's really interesting this, to see because um, they've already at this point, in 1927 is when they were first became a team. So they were uh, going on for six years well, later on they end up changing companies and they get fucked or something right yeah so the, all their then all their shit is in garbage. 1941 they went to fox oh, and okay. their movies were not as good because they didn't have oh, the creative, that's a lot later they okay. didn't have the creative control they did their yeah. movies were bigger budget most of their films are lower budget if you like look at like sons of the desert compared to like footlight parade or something it's not as production's not as crazy but then if i remember from the abbott and costello yeah you, then you told me yeah, because Abbott and Costello, they're not even the fucking main characters. No. So is that what happened with them? That's they what ended happened up, with. They're yeah. just background yeah. guys who do funny shit. They but then did. They get like third level actors to make some shitty ass movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have like a love interest between two other people, and then Lauren Hardy's like the comic relief, and that's kind of what happened. To Garbage. Them. But in these movies, they're the they're the yeah. leads. They're the ones that have love interests. They're the ones. Well, you know, I mean, so the, it's, it's the mad scientist and the butler. Are there and they're also funny. Well, the Butler's actually fucking hilarious. I'm actually gonna tell you this. This <laughs> is another reason why I think a lot of Laurel and Hardy stuff works even more than. Pardon me for saying like Three Stooges, Abigail Costello. This is why I like their movies. They allow 
other people in their films to be funny. Where I don't feel like in the other movies, they're really the only funny people in the movies yeah. and those other okay. ones. I understand. But in here, when in in our Lauren Hardy like uh, meetings and stuff, we talk a lot about the character actors that appear with them because they're just as funny sometimes as Laurel and Hardy. In this movie, I think it's a very funny movie. I love I love this movie. It's really good. It's is is it one of their best shorts? Probably not. It's like as far as the ratio for laughs though. Oh, it's I really, thought it was very funny. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well they have two different types of movies that they do. They have one where it's just slapstick humor and silliness and craziness. And then they have their lot their domestic comedies, which is Sons of the Desert. Yeah. So they that's have like, well, it's a feature feature-length movie, right, they got to have more plot. Right, right, they right. they got to be more of a characters. Yes. In this, they're literally just Laurel and Hardy with a sh- job. Yeah. And then they just do doofusy shit right, most right, right. of the time. Well, okay. what's funny, well, and, well <laughs> there's, they're trying to clean the chimney, and then there's this, like, uh, when, they, uh, when they're when they trying to do the extension, and they're putting in that extension, and, they, and he broke the, one of the extensions, so he puts a gun at the end of the oh, extension, yeah. and, like, shoot. <laughs> it goes off and, and Hardy gets hit. Yeah, always like ah! by by that broom thing or whatever. By that. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know the extension. Pole. Yeah, 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 <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. you want to call oh, it. Oh yeah, it just cracks me up. But then there's a scene where they're like doing like a tug of war. Stan pulls yeah. Hardy down the chimney and he goes all the way down and all the bricks fall on him. You know what I think is funny about Lauren Hardy too? You know the gags are coming. You know what's coming, and when it comes, it hits. But it hits slightly different than you thought yeah, it was going to hit. The, I didn't think the whole chimney was going to fall apart. When the bricks fall down, it's like boom, 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 boom. And he looks up, and then he looks down, and like you thought it was going to hit him in the face, and boom, it hits him again. You know, it's just like... One of them does hit him like yeah, yeah, yeah. when he looks up, but then he got hit again. He gets hit like 12, 15 Yeah, times. yeah, and they, they just... It's just really funny how how they uh, how they land their, their comedy. And uh, But yeah, the so at the end of the movie, they're, the guy there is trying to... He wants to do uh, uh, presentations of his stuff and he uh wants to do it on the butler but um so he's trying to get the butler but he gets lauren hardy to like be witnesses and at the end of the at the end uh lauren hardy like hey let's let's try it out ourselves and stan you know accidentally knocks hardy in and he becomes an ape so he yes he's a chimpanzee he, oh that was because he because well, he, yeah. he, he gets in there and he gets like the entire bottle it's yeah, 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 like yeah, a drop yeah, yeah, yeah. To take you down by like twenty. Well, he literally, years. he literally is like a, a chimpanzee, and but he can talk. Yeah, well, because at the well, <laughs> and, he had, and he wears a hat. Through yeah, throughout the whole movie, every time Stan does something wrong, he's just like, "Are you okay?" And he's just like, "I have nothing to say." Yeah, and so at the very end, that's what the monkey says: "I have nothing to say." But he never the says the, yeah. the other catchphrase of theirs. In oh, another this fine one. mess. Yeah. He never says that in this one. But yeah, no, I think this is a very funny one. If I had to rate it, it'd be a three, three and a half because I just like. Oh yeah, it's it, a good. It, I'm gonna give this a three and a half. It's so There's good. Just, you can't sit there and not love it. Yeah, yeah, it's just really funny. And and I, oh, I love the, the. There's a famous gag that they use a lot. A lot of their movies. They're trying to clean the the stuff, uh, the all the soot that that fell out of the chimney. As he's shoveling it in, all he's holding this bag, but he's also holding his overalls. Yeah. And he drops the bag, and his overalls are still open, and he's like. They're dumping. like not paint. They're like looking at something else. The was painting like the... isn't that a beautiful painting? Oh yeah. Oh, look at the painting. And then, uh, but then he's like, you know, putting the suit into all all his overalls, like stuff like that, just cracks me up. And the way Ollie breaks the fourth wall, it's just it's really. Oh funny. yeah, it's. It's just genius. Yeah, I it understand. Is. It's pure genius. Uh, flying down to Rio is the feature flying down to Rio. This yeah. has uh, fr- this is Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. It is Fred. Fred dances a couple of times, but I think only the two of them dance one time together. Yeah, right, 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 right. They aren't like really. They aren't even like in a couple or anything really. 
He uh, just happens to like dance with her, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> During a dance scene. Well, this one actually has two leads in it. So Dolores Del Rio, who was a pretty popular actress at the time, she is the kind of the first build of the movie. And then Gene Raymond plays Roger Bond, who's the main kind of guy star of the movie. But he, his buddy is played by Fred Astaire, and his name yeah. is Fred in the movie. I think um, you actually see Fred as like the first character you see. <laughs> I think so. Sorry, like, sorry, it's so fucking early. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 11.39, here we are. Roger, played by Gene Raymond, he's the band leader of this band, and they're getting this new uh, actor. They play like at hotels and stuff. And Yes, he right. is... Uh, the, the main character gets him fired yeah. every single time. Yes. <laughs> every time they have any type of gig, an entire fucking orchestra band, yeah. they have to constantly get new jobs, and he gets him fired on the first day every yeah. time. And I'm like... How is he not strung up and murdered? Okay, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, no yeah. money. They're all dead. I mean, they seem to get money because there's obviously contracts involved. But I'm like, can you just go to your room for 20 minutes, Yeah, come out, and then you won't have to look at girls for the next hour? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pre-code. He can do that. I mean, <laughs> he can. Yeah. They can Technically, they can talk about it. They never yeah, really yeah. go that far. No, no. And, uh, and there's some musical numbers and stuff. There isn't really any dancing until like halfway through yeah, the movie. Yeah, I think. And well, it's, it's not nearly anywhere as good as later Fred Astaire dancing. No, <laughs> and, 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 and it's well, okay. Well, flying down to Rio <laughs> means because uh, the guy, Roger, he has his own plane and he flies yes, down. Yes, a pan- and, pan- plane with yeah. a piano in it. So he does, <laughs> at, at their latest place in Miami, They actually he actually sees this girl played by Dolores Del Rio. And uh, I don't even remember her name. Like, I'm trying to pronounce it, but I was like, I don't remember. She's that rich chick. She is, so he's like hitting on her and they dance, but then she's supposed to, she's then uh, might be engaged to someone else or the, 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 whoever. Yeah, she has a a fiance. Yep. So, but, you know, Roger doesn't care. Actually, it's one of those things where we meet the fiance, I'm like, that guy's fine. (laughs) He's not like a horrible monster. I expect him to be an asshole. Honestly, I like him better than the little guy. Oh, yeah, a hundred times better. (laughs) A million times better. You should not leave that guy for this dude who's almost certainly going to hit another woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He cannot keep it in his pants. He cannot keep it in his pants. Well, what happens is they're going to go down to Rio for their next job. That's where they got... And normally Fred Astaire flies with him, but he's like, "No, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna trick this I, lady into coming yeah, on, on the flight to, with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kidnap this woman. Yeah, and we're all supposed to like you. <laughs> yep. And then they go down, and they, 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 uh, they had some engine trouble, so they go down into the the island, and then they some skeevy stuff is happening down yeah, there. Yeah, they think there's cannibals. But instead, it's just people playing golf. You know what? Which I thought that was pretty that funny. That joke was actually really that funny. Was pretty funny. So, n- normally, I think the thing was, and I think the, the joke probably would have even landed even better in 33, is because back then, if black people were in a movie, they were either servants or cannibals. We're going to talk about that in a few movies. Oh, yeah. So, the cannibals, <laughs> and so as soon as they see uh, black people without shirts on, she's like, oh my gosh, it's cannibals! And then all of a sudden, uh, the main guy gets hit with something. He's like, "What is this? It's a golf ball." And the guy, and one of the black guys, comes up. And is like, "Hey, that's my ball." He's got like a British <laughs> accent. Yeah, and he's, he's all hoity toity. Yeah, and he's got, and he's got the, the, the this is a caddy tournament, and he's got yeah. the, you know, the, the yeah, golf ball. Cool. That was funny. I, th- I thought that was a funny gag. Racist, I was, yes, I was, but it was funny. I was funny. I was happy that they weren't just white people in blackface well, because I'm like, yeah. good. It's 1934. When we get into the blackface. Later. (laughs) 
Again, but, I knew that was coming because uh, Eddie Cantor's known for black. Okay, so well, I, well, knew I that didn't want to tell black. everybody what movie it was, Austin. You ruined it right I now. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> they won't remember, um, or maybe they will. I don't know. Anyway, so well, they get to Rio, and then um, then they just have a series of like mix matches and stuff because the guys best friend is her fiance that's his best his best friend and it was like oh yeah and which i thought fred was his best friend but whatever uh, <laughs> it's yeah it's weird <laughs> I, I i really was like they're the best friends yeah although fred doesn't really like him no i don't <laughs> think so <laughs> so maybe not but anyways fred astaire so the, the, and then ginger rogers is one of the honey uh hails she's on the she's one of the the girls on there and it seems like i don't know if they're romantically involved fred and ginger but they seem like they're really close and at least good friends, if not I guess lovers. It's it's happens during a like big dancing thing yeah. when they first dance. Yep. And everybody's dancing in Brazil. Yeah. And, well, there's, and, then there's they, like, yeah. and they like get in the middle and dance and I'm like, uh, they're not really any better than the other dancers in this scene. It's fucking Brazil. They're all like attractive yeah. and good dance. That dance scene was really cool. And then there's a um and then they're dancing on this weird like thing in the middle. That's that's going around and it's, it's like yeah. spinning, and they're dancing and everyone else is dancing around them. I thought that was really that cool. that was cool. That was pretty. And cool. I really liked anytime Fred and Ginger were on the screen, you could easily say because this was their first screen appearance together, but they weren't really in movies um, too often. Ginger Rogers later on in a movie too, sitting pretty. But but I believe after they shot this movie, the producers over at at the studio were looking at this and going at RKO Pictures were just like, holy shit. We need to put them in movies, and we don't need to have any other leads because they should be the leads. Yeah. Because they kind of steal the movie every time they're on that's, the screen. That's what that's what I was thinking while watching this. This is kind of like that Abbott and Costello where yeah. they aren't the leads, no. but they should be. But at this point, it made sense because they were not huge names. No, they weren't yet. And, and right after this, they made, um in 34, the same year, they came out Top Hat. Okay. Which oh, was a, okay. No, sorry. Wrong one. Uh, Gay Divorcee. And then Top oh, the Hat was the next year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both are great movies. I've seen those. Those are really good. This one's not as good, and that's just because they're not the leads. If they were yeah. the leads, I think it would have been. It uh, It would have been a good. The movie. other Fred Astaire one, where Fred Astaire, just like in most of them, is he's a professional dancer of some sort. In this, I guess he's more just a musician. Yeah, and he can dance. Okay. Yeah, but he, there's some good dancing in it, and I the end scene with the flying when the the girls are on the planes. That was awesome. I, I'm trying I, to remember it now. Oh, how can you not forget I'm it? I'm trying to remember because I was freaking. I watched thirteen things, asshole. I can't unsee that. It's just uh, there's a bunch of girls on the planes, and they're like, this "Oh is yeah, the yeah, big, yeah, okay. The big musical number, and they're that all dancing cool. on there. And it's funny because before it happened, you see one of the girls about to be sick. She's like, "Well," and I'm like, "They would show long shots of people just on planes, and then they would have rear screen shots oh, yeah. where they're like dancing." And I'm like, "Yeah." Because if you didn't that plane, you're dead. Okay, right. And then the flight. Oh my god, I would have died in a heart dead. attack. I would, I would have, oh, I would, I would have like, I would have, I would have fainted on there. I'd be for terrified sure. just with the rear screen behind me, making me think I was on yeah. flight flying. Okay? No, I thought that was funny. Ginger <laughs> Rogers is up there, and they're all singing and dancing, and I thought, and just the quick cutting and stuff. I thought that was a really clever, really fun sequence. I really like that. So the reason I am not giving this a three stars, two words: Gene Raymond. I. Did not like his character. I didn't like him as an actor. No, I, I, I couldn't I, stand him. I, I'm, I, I don't know if he stand made him. other stuff. He did. Oh, here's an interesting but fact never, about. But obviously, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers yeah. got a million times bigger. So than here's he ever was. here's an interesting uh, fact about Gene Raymond. Gene Raymond at this time too, I think, was married 
to Jeanette McDonald, who was the main star in Broadway series. Oh my God! Yeah, and that's why he doesn't know how singing works. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that because he didn't like her singing. I did. God um, damn it! I think his ears were broke. Yeah, but they were married. They were married until she passed away. Oh wow! So they were married well, for like thirty cool. years or so. That's cool. But anyways, I didn't like his character. There's something about his eyes, the way they like get all beady when he's like looking at girls. I'm like, yeah. I couldn't it, stand him. And, he's and, and he's many very ways, unappealing. I was. I was almost too convinced that this guy was a skeevy piece yeah. of shit. And I'm like, that guy's actual skeevy piece um, of shit. But maybe he isn't if he and had then the same wife for 30 years. The, the way they wrap it up at the end, because they're like, okay, he's going to, you know, the the girl is going to marry the the best friend, who's who's uh, Julio, Julio Ribeiro is the is the character's name, but Raul Rulian plays him. I'm like, great. So the right person's gonna end with the right with the right person. Nope. At the very end, he's like, "No, you should marry. Uh, you should marry uh, Roger Bond." And I'm like, "What? They absolutely should not be together. No. There is no in, nothing in the movie thought that it, they should be together. It Makes no sense. Makes no and sense. It's the kind of thing like some of these old movies." will drive me crazy because I'm like, no, you're bad people. Right, okay? right. Don't go with the obvious worst person. Where, go with the guy who can hold down a job or yeah. is just independently wealthy so the, and is 100 times better looking and so is not the, terrible. The previous <laughs> movie had, um, you know, an unlikable person, but I was having a blast watching him. I was not having fun watching this guy. He was he was just... He uh, isn't... Yeah, he isn't fun, Skeevy. I, I mean, I'm watching this. He's not fun, Skeevy. <laughs> fun, fun, Skeevy is what? That's a thing. It is a thing. Fun, Skeevy. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah. It, I, but yeah, anytime he was on screen, he was so bland and stuff. I yeah. was really digging the first half of the movie, but as soon as they got on that island and they were like having that romance stuff, and I'm like, can we just go back to Fred and Ginger? Because the, the I would island just rather... stuff was funny, but it was mostly funny because it did the twists. Oh yeah, I didn't well, like that he had part, essentially yeah. kidnapped her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, like yeah. that, and I'm like, but then and also, I am just terrified of small airplanes, and I'm like, yeah. And then it gets freed up, and I'm like, well, there's dead. How how is the rest of the movie gonna happen? Because they're gonna crash. But they're flying to fucking South America. So okay, it's a real long flight. <laughs> at the end, at the end of the movie, I'm just already. I was like, I think I'm gonna give it a two because I don't like it. But then the flying stuff happens, and and I love that. The I thought that was, was great. Cool. So I am gonna give it a two and a half out of four. That's a lot of these movies are gonna do that. Yeah. Where they aren't particularly the best thing in the world, but then there'll be like some crazy giant production number, and I'm like. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. that was really fucking cool. That was cool. But I wish the rest of the movie didn't make me want to just, like, fall asleep, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so this one was, I don't know, that one, it just bothered me, that that guy. If, if it I'm wasn't gonna... for him, if it had a different lead actor, I think I would give this a three. Um, because I actually like the movie itself. I think it's well-made, well-directed by Thornton Freeland. Um, and I really like the musical numbers, especially the the scene on the dancing girls on the plane at the end. So I'm yeah. going to give it a two and a half because it's worth it for that. But man, uh, I really didn't like Gene Raymond. Yeah, I think two and a half's right. What I would say, though, we live in 2023 slash 2024, yeah. whenever you listen to this. Yeah. Just fucking go to YouTube and try to look up that plane thing for the end of this movie. Yeah. And like, fine. And there you go. That's all you need to do. <laughs> that's really all you need to do is watch it. Yeah, yeah. So next one is Sherlock Holmes, and that's when we were looking at the paper, like, what the hell, there's a Sherlock Holmes movie? It's just called Sherlock Holmes, but I mean, there's a new Sherlock Holmes movie every six weeks. Seems like that, yeah. So this guy is Clive Brook, and I guess he played him on, it was based off the play. Based off a play, this is not based on any of the actual canonical Sherlock Interesting. Holmes Interesting, well, yeah, and I also think it's a modern take on it, because I don't think it it's... It takes place in the 30s. Yeah, so it's not like the horse and buggy yeah, Sherlock it Holmes. Yeah, it does not. And he doesn't wear his normal hat. 
Well, that hat thing was only from some of the movies. That oh, yeah, was not yeah. a thing from like the stories. Really. Oh, okay, okay. The, that the, was like uh, Basil Rathbone deer, probably the did deer that. Yeah, yeah. Stalker hat. Right, 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 right. And this, I mean, you got a picture right there. He's just wearing a fucking hat. Yeah, this. Uh, <laughs> it, this of uh, this one's weird. This it's is weird. Not what I consider to be Sherlock Holmes. No, at all. It, not at all. Not saying that it was bad because I actually kind of, I kind of got a kick out of the movie. So I didn't mostly because i like sherlock holmes and this got everything wrong about sherlock yes holmes. <laughs> okay i feel like if because this felt more just like a noir detective movie yeah and i guess if you take it at that i thought it was really directed while stylish and and uh anyways so it's sherlock holmes it's moriarty's on trial and he goes to jail and, yeah, I, and he, then he's he, like i'm gonna go revenge on prison, everybody which i'm gonna tell you nope that's not how moriarty works no moriarty is yeah first of all doesn't get caught no. he's fucking moriarty yeah, yeah, okay yeah. this is not how moriarty works no it's not how sherlock holmes no. works no he's sherlock holmes is a fucking fiance in this yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. no sherlock holmes likes women only in theory okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also Watson is a very supporting character in this movie. He's like in two scenes uh, yeah, in the movie. And he's, he's already and he's, in it. And he's the worst version that I don't like of Watson. And where apparently, he's a complete fucking imbecile. Well, and and <laughs> apparently the guy who plays him, uh, Reginald Owen, he played Sherlock Holmes in a later movie, I guess. Oh, yeah. I, I believe if you can see, here's a white British guy. He's going to play Sherlock Holmes at some point in his career. <laughs> okay? Um... But yeah, so Moriarty escapes from prison, and then Sherlock Holmes is like just trying to find ways to. Well, he's about to get married and retire and be a farmer. Yeah, yeah. like nope, <laughs> stupid. Yeah. So, but then what happens is he's like, you know what? I'm I, I have to find you know Moriarty, and the, the Moriarty judge breaks out. Well, the judge dies, who a sentence Moriarty, and yeah. then they're like trying to figure I out. I do who like did it, that Moriarty like, essentially gets like a. Legion of supervillains. He does <laughs> from he like does. all around the world. He does get a legion of supervillains, <laughs> and then, um, but then, uh, so then, uh, Sherlock Holmes frames himself, which I thought was really clever because at first I was just like, oh shit, he's shooting first, and what, yeah. an, what an asshole! Oh, I don't yeah. like this guy. And I'm like, oh shit, he's still alive. That was a ruse. the Sherlock Holmes stuff that he actually does yeah. Sherlock Holmesy and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. He's also got like a kid sidekick too. Sure. Yeah, that's actually a thing too. Oh, it is. Okay. He has like a whole. There's like a whole. Uh, I can't remember what they're actually called, but there's right. like a whole squad of these like okay. street kids that he gets to help. So, him. <laughs> um, but so then he's so there's a big confrontation at the end. Where he's confronting Moriarty because he's you know so because uh, Sherlock Holmes actually didn't get arrested. He was just appeared to be arrested for yeah, murder that didn't was, happen. I mean, he's he's good friends with all the cops. They aren't yeah. getting like a restaurant like right. home. The opening scene with the sentencing I thought was really well shot and I really like the guy who plays Moriarty, Ernest Torrent. The guy who plays Sherlock Holmes feels like a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. It's just, he's written weird. Okay, because well, of his weird, he's got a, he's, at the end he literally does yeah. retire. Yeah. And I'm like, Sherlock Holmes doesn't fucking retire because so, crime still exists. At the, he's a fucking superhero! At the, <laughs> at the beginning though, I, I really like the the, um, a lot of the camera angles and, and the shadows and stuff that they use at the trial. The first scene with Sherlock Holmes, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. It was really stuffy and really kind of boring. And the way he delivers his lines, Clive Brook, and I'm like, what the hell? I, his portrayal grew on me as the movie went on. And it's it's a short movie. If this was a 90-minute movie, I probably wouldn't like oh, it as much. It would but be, it's like an hour it would and go eight on, minutes. It would, that would add um, far too much time. <laughs> but... Um, I really like the, the prison break scene I thought was edited so well. Like it does these quick cuts of like people, um, in prison, like looking behind their bars. And then you see like a uh, close up of footsteps going down the stairs and it's just really quick cuttings of really great shots. And I thought that was awesome. Added to the tension. I really liked the band of 
Super villain. Oh god, one of them's from Chicago, and he's like that. Just a fucking. Well, then there's he's like literally a, just got a fucking gangster. Well, and then there's this eight minute scene where he goes and tries to like muzzle this one bartender guy who was hilarious. That guy was just like, oh, I don't want to buy protection. I don't need protection. Oh yeah, that was like, actually really fun. Yeah, and then they, you know, the what's a pineapple? What's a bomb? You know, it's because a grenade, that was it's a that was yeah. the mobster's idea yeah, when he yeah, showed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, here's yeah, yeah. how we do this. We just become a protection racket. He doesn't say the word protection racket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's essentially running a protection racket. We give racket, him a pineapple, but, but it's a bomb. But he's yeah. not fucking Chicago. No. And they're like, what are you fucking talking about? No. No. I've never had any problems here before. What else pay you? Yeah. And, he, they, and, and the gangster's just like, I don't think he, I, the guy doesn't seem to understand that all these things that are going to happen to his house, his place are going to happen because of me. Yeah. Okay? He's paying me not to burn his and place then down. There's a but scene. He doesn't understand. Well, there's a scene where they actually <laughs> do bomb the place yeah. and, the, and, and the bartender and a guy is in there and they're talking to each other and it's just that conversation is so funny because they're so proper they're like oh this guy came in and he thought he was gonna muscle me and and then boom the place explodes and then what did they give them for fruit at the hospital a pineapple I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> they threw a grenade in there or something. Oh, you already had one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a mild diversion, I actually recommend the film. I, I think, I, I understand that it's not faithful no, here's to the, the thing. Sherlock Holmes. I actually Holmes. don't think it's bad. I just wish it wasn't Sherlock Holmes. Right. Yeah, if this was called something else. But if you don't... If you want... just said it was... If, even if you just changed some of the letters yeah, yeah. in Sherlock Holmes and said, it's a parody of yeah. Sherlock Holmes, if you don't, I would enjoy it a lot more. If you don't mind, it's going to... Take a lot of liberties with the source material. Mm. Um, too many liberties, you might say. I um, might say. <laughs> yeah, but it, but if you do, but if if you don't mind that, I think this is a fun little B, kind of like a silver whip. This is like like that was a B western. This is like I don't a, think it's as good as silver whip. Ah. I like silver whip a lot for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it is good. Yeah, it's not quite as good, but I'm still gonna give this a three because I did enjoy I'm going two and a half. Okay, that's not bad though. As a guy who mostly complained about stuff, that shit with the fucking the gangster stuff. Yeah, well, I really. Enjoyed and then the show. I thought the but that end... might be my American in me. Oh, like, I did think hey, was... the American guy's awesome. <laughs> oh, I thought that was funny too. With uh, um, when Sherlock Holmes when he dressed in drag and pretended to be the old granny. That, was that like... happens like in every third Sherlock Holmes. Right, story. right, right. But it really I, thought doesn't it was, matter. I thought it was funny in this one too. Um, no, I no, I I thought it was a mild diversion. So I'm gonna give it a mild three stars. But I am gonna recommend it. I, I did yeah. like it. I thought it was good, and I really liked the photography just, and it was I, this stylish. This was just on YouTube. Just yeah, go yeah. look it up. You have to dig through all the other. Sherlock Holmes movies yeah. you're going to find on YouTube because the 30s have probably got 80 of them. Okay? <laughs> One's made in America, one made some made in right. UK. There's probably some Chinese ones. I don't know. <laughs> um, our next one is Meet the Baron. And this stars Jack Perrell and Jimmy Durante. And this is the one that has the Three Stooges in it. It also has comedian Zazu Pitts, who I'm a big fan of because of, like I said, the Thelma Todd Zazu Pitts comedy shorts. Really funny. Um, I didn't know who Jack, who Jack Pearl was. I didn't know who Jack Pearl was either. But apparently, by him. watching this, I'm like, he must have been a name, because he's like as top-billed as Jimmy Durante. He was, he was. And we all know who Jimmy Durante is. It starts, this is a weird movie. It is weird. So, so Jack Pearl and Jimmy Durante are two guys, they're, they're stuck in the jungle with the Baron Munchausen, famous Baron Munchausen. And apparently the Baron's been lost for 10 years. Well, the Baron Munchausen is just a fictional character from like the 1780s. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this yeah. also takes place in the 1930s. Yeah. So Baron Munchausen is a modern person. It is a okay. modern person, yeah. So <laughs> but anyways, so they're they're stuck in there but then he's annoyed with Jimmy Durante and Jack Pearl. Who, Jimmy Durante's character is Joe Magoo. He doesn't want them anymore. He doesn't want them around cuz they're also running out of water. So he deserts them in the middle of the night. 
And they wake up and they're like, oh, shit. That, that note was what hilarious. Are we gonna... Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. note was really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> but then um, they get found and like, and they, and Jack Pearl gets mistaken for being the Baron Munchausen. Not really sure how. I'm not sure how. No. And also Jimmy Durante mistaken as a native that he's trained. And I'm <laughs> like, what? The, uh, oh, the cannibals. But in there's this? no blackface. No, no, no. But there's, they just assume he's a, yeah, yeah, an yeah. African guy. But then he's, <laughs> but then there's cannibals, but then they're not really cannibals. They're kind of guys. It's the Second time where you have non-cannibals. They yeah, assume yeah, yeah. there's cannibals. Yep. And then, you know, it's just people that are just walking around. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, but then what happens is now that the Baron's back, he's going to go speak at this college. So he goes to speak. So he's going to be the guest of honor at Seems this college. He's going to be in the U.S. Somewhere. Yep. Some U.S. And college. Jimmy. Oh, no. It's, it's what is Cuddle, Cuddle College? Was it Cuddle University? Something it was like, like it was Cuddles. It's, it's, it was funny. It's in, the, it's in the States. Cuddle College, that's it. And so, yeah, Jimmy Durante's the manager of Baron Munchausen now, and they're, like, famous. So, I mean, he's waving at the parade, but Jimmy Durante's raving, too. And I'm like, they don't even know who the fuck you are. You're not Baron Munchausen. What are you doing? No, he's Jimmy Durante. He's Jimmy Durante. He's the only one I give a shit about. Of, of those two. <laughs> Later on, I give much yeah, yeah, more yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. about four other people. Well, okay. so then there's the janitor, <laughs> Ted Healy, who was the kind of the creator of the Three Stooges, but he ended up not being a member of the Three well, Stooges. Well, he died in like, 37, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. would be a reason. But then, but then <laughs> he got... to be a member of these things when then you're Then he got Mole, Mole, Larry, and Curly. They're his uh, prodigy yeah. guys. And so, and so they're the Three Stooges. So they're always running around doing crazy stuff. I had never seen anything where they were with Ted Healy before. No, I haven't either. Ted Healy is just another one of the Stooges, but he's kind of like Alpha Mo. He is. He's just Mo, but even a bigger jerk. It was but, weird, but maybe legitimately not as stupid. It was weird seeing Mo not the Alpha in this. He's he seems to be like second in command. Yeah, but okay. he doesn't have a whole lot to do. No, the rest of the film is just a series of just sketches and skits. Yes, and stuff over and over. There's and, a and love the, interest which I appreciated. The love interest. Just a normal looking person. Well, that's Zazu Pitt. She's the comedian. Yeah. And that she is whole. I love her. Oh, she, she, she was She really kind of sounds like olive oil. She's like, huh? She oh, yeah. I, I like noticed this. that while watching. I'm like, is this? Because I'm like, but this is but near she, where but, they started making those cartoons. Yeah, it so was. Like, it was probably, when they started. All these, all these characters that we've yeah. all grown up with, all yeah. those voices are based on people that yeah. we do not remember. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I So this movie's short. Which is fine, and I think it's short and sweet, yeah. and I think I laughed in this movie. I, I laughed a I, lot, but I laughed the most when the Stooges. Oh, yeah, the Stooges were great. I think the Stooges are really point, good. This is also the first of the ones where there is almost nudity. Oh, my God. Really close so to nudity. there's some musical numbers in it. The first musical number is like when the Baron's arriving and, and everyone at the college is singing. I thought that was really funny. But then there's a scene when... Um, they're in, they're in like the the female bathhouse, and there's the girls are showering. Yeah, and the way they have those sideways showers, and it's like a full shot. They're naked. They're naked, but the the water, the steam of the water, is covering up their bits. Yeah, and it's so I I I thought it was hilarious. That was I'm funny. Like, I was like, I love the oh, choreography. It took till now, and I'm like. This is pre-code Hollywood. Absolutely. Because I'm like, yes. in three years? No, you go to fucking prison for trying this shit. Even a year okay. or two years later. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, No, I thought that was... I thought that was... I love that. And you could watch that on YouTube too, I think. But that shower 
musical number is really yeah. funny. I really enjoyed that. And then, but but then the Stooges are going in there because the water stopped working. Yeah, and so they have to blindfold. They have because, to put yeah, on yeah, blindfolds, yeah. and they're like, no, they can't see anything. The moment they walk in, there's a dime on the ground. It's a dime. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I love it. And then there's so the other scene where they're like chasing the dogpile on that dime. And they're also chasing the women too in <laughs> yeah. there and stuff. And and I thought, no, I thought that was really funny. Um, but yeah, I really liked um the Three Stooges in it. And and it's funny because I'm not a big Three Stooges fan, but I think in a short the, the thing is when i was a kid three stooges were shown all the time on tv and a lot of their shorts unlike laurel and hardy i think laurel and hardy's stuff from one movie to the other is different enough where i feel like the three stooges is kind of the same thing over and over again and that's kind of my issue with them i um, mean in, in in a version of if there's a three stooges short where they are chimney sweeps the entirety of it would be them doing chimney sweep stuff. And slapping there each wouldn't other. be the other two the yeah, other yeah, characters. Yeah. That, yep, the yep. other stuff. There would be other characters, yeah. but they would mostly just walk into a scene. They wouldn't be funny have, either. They would yeah, do stuff yeah. and then they would leave and it would just be the Stooges. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the one that, um, and this is a staple, you know, the slapping and stuff, Three Stooges, but the one, the first slap that Ted Healy does when he slaps all three of them, yeah. that, that was funny. I laughed that really was, hard at that. That was like... I was like, boom, 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 and I'm like, yes! It's he like, he them. hits them all. Yeah. And they that was when they re- they had already perfected that folding work yeah. for that slap. Yes. Because it was awesome. It was really and funny. I, but Mo did, like, hit the fingers into Curly's yes, eyes. Yes, he did. I don't know if that was a doink. I didn't hear a doink. I don't think it was a um, doink. I that really... ends up with a doink later. Right. <laughs> I liked, uh, and Jimmy Durante, I thought was a fun I like his ability. I actually did. Cha, cha, cha. I, I actually yeah. like Jack Pearl. Oh, as the Baron. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know who he was, but I'm like, yeah, he's got his own personality. Yeah. He's his own thing. Yeah. And it's actually pretty weird. Yeah. And, well, at one point, because Jimmy Durante is the manager, they're hired, is hired to be on, like, the radio. And he yeah. says, you get 1,000 words. And he's like counting he's yeah, like tallying yeah, yeah. up the words yeah, this in like the next room tallies, yeah. and then the moment he gets to a thousand he sits down oh good and then he realizes he's still talking i'm like yeah it happened in mid-sentence moron yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. he's not he's not counting <laughs> but and then a lot of the double t- a lot of the uh humor with jack pearl reminds me a lot of the chico marx humor is that all the stuff he says is kind of like you know, he says something but it means something else but then it's like yeah kind of double talking kind of Cantor's thing. gonna do that later i think pearl does it better <laughs> Um, but yeah, Meet the Baron, it's it's a slight comedy. I, I uh it's it's not really a great movie as far as like story or anything, but you don't really watch this movie for story, you're no. just watching it for the game. It's an hour and eight minutes. You can basically just watch this, have it on the background, and then when you're like tired, sit down for five minutes, watch yeah. you you'll probably be amused, and then you can go back to work. I actually <laughs> so I'm actually also gonna give it a mild three stars because I'm gonna I give this was, one three because was, I actually Liked almost all of it. There is the weird cannibalist. But once again, for at least for that one, they're in Africa. Yeah. And they weren't fucking cannibals. Yes. Okay? So that makes and sense. And I guess having grown up, I consider the cannibal trope to be a like Pacific Islands thing. Yeah. I would say but so. I don't think yeah. of it as like an African thing. No. But apparently that's what it, they probably <laughs> had, You know what I mean? But no I, no, I think it was fun. And there's a lot of uh, musicals that we were watching. Oh, yeah. I, that's a, one of the things I want to talk about. In thir- at this point, I was thinking this is actually relatively early after talkies. Yeah. And so one thing you can because if it's just dialogue, you don't need a talkie for that. It doesn't hurt. Right. But you can just do it. But for music, for singing, nope. You gotta fucking hear it. 
So oh, we're yeah. gonna put it in like every one of these movies except for Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Bureau. I guess Bureau of Missing Persons. But literally no. every other one of yeah, them. Yeah, Sons of Desert well, is a musical number. Yeah. 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 They yeah. all have musical yeah. numbers. Um so no, yeah, Meet the Baron. I thought it was it was a slight movie and I would I would watch another Jack Pearl Jimmy Durante film yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, it was fine. That was cool. I thought it was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, I, I did too. Footlight Parade. Uh, this is probably the biggest budget of the movies that we're watching. This was a big Warner Brothers musical. Flying it's, down to real, too, maybe. But Yeah, Roman Scandals is a period piece-ish. It of, is, but, so. you know, I, th- I feel like the, the production yeah. was the, better in this, Probably, though. yeah. Um, this is directed by L- Lloyd Bacon. And, of course, our buddy Busby Berkeley does the musical numbers in the this. The musical numbers in this are good. The movie itself is just fucking standard trash. Oh, I'm sorry no. To say. I actually like this movie quite a bit. I know. I figured. I, <laughs> I knew watching all these 34 movies, Austin's going to love all these movies. I am, I am going to say I this. like almost any So, <laughs> just a aside, going back to the 30s and stuff and seeing all these movies, this was one of my favorites. I loved just watching all of these movies and seeing the history, and I just had a blast watching all, uh, all these films, even the ones that I didn't really care for as much. Okay. But I thought it was just really fun to sit through and watch these. So I had a, had a blast, because I haven't seen as many movies from the 30s, so kind of watching this and watching like the pre-code stuff, I was getting a big kick out of it. It's funny, so in this movie, it starts off where, like, silent films are dead and the talkies are taken over. Now he's like, now what are we going to do? Uh, you know, because... Uh, um, talkie films no one wants to go see uh, my musicals well we'll do these prologues before a movie and they'll have like dancing girls and stuff yeah. like that and which I'm like uh, okay doesn't seem to happen to any of these movies where there's like a little <laughs> short prologue yeah yeah <laughs> okay so it's, I mean but, they're shorts but they are right. and he's always coming shorts. up with different themes it was like oh we gotta do this oh we gotta get the slave girls we gotta get the Shanghai we gotta do yeah. this I thought they were, they were gonna show that slave girl with blackface but they, they didn't no I thought oh, it was I coming I mean there's yellow face later in it yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he's this guy that's just trying to get things made, and he's got a secretary played by Joan Blondell, who it's obvious that they should be together because they just have a great uh, chemistry, and you can tell that he likes her and she likes him, even though he doesn't know it's he just, likes her. It's so Hollywood tropey where he yeah. doesn't realize that she loves her, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not fucking imbeciles, so we yeah. all know she loves her. <laughs> okay, right, but blah, then of blah, course blah. she likes. You and know. he's got the hots for this fucking other yep, chick yep, yep, who's yep, like yep, her yep. friend yep. and blah. And I'm like. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, this is, this is a typical backstage musical where you have all these different people. You know, you got the new singer coming in. You got the secretary with the glasses on, but when she takes her glasses off, now she's going to be a star. It's yes. kind of that, that Oh, same... God, that's right. That truly does happen. Yeah. I liked where... her, too, Ruby Keeler. Well, she yeah, really but good. also, they, they all, like, yeah. it was this very standard, like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is one of the few times where I'm like, they're acting like she's not attractive. And then I looked around and I'm like, those other women are pretty fucking hot. <laughs> I actually like Ruby Keeler with the glasses. Oh, no. oh yeah, but she, sure? she is. Yeah. But this movie is junk full of hotties. Okay, and actually, this whole episode is a lot. God, of... there's so many. <laughs> Later on, it gets real, oh, real yeah. close. Yeah, 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 real close, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> um, the the movie climaxes with because he's trying to get all these. He's trying to get signed or whatever. And so he so to keep his job for doing pro, uh, prologues, uh, they come up with three big musical numbers that they're going to preview. And the way they do it is like they're like, okay, we got to go to this theater, and then everyone gets dressed. Oh, go to this theater, everyone gets dressed, and then there's 
three musical numbers at the end of the movie that are well, there's one musical number before those that, three. Oh, that they're rehearsing with the cats. Fucking, it's not just the cats. It's so good. That's just fucking cats. I love it. It's like watching it. I'm like, this is as insane as the cats movie. Well, then they have they're the wearing, little. Those the, outfits are so fucking off the top. And then stupid. they got the little I person. They got the little person oh, coming God. with the vowel. Oh God, yeah. it's with the uh, that is the so fucking insane. The cats thing yeah, yeah, when yeah, I saw yeah, that because yeah. they were talking about it. Yeah. He was talking about we're gonna do cats, and I'm like. Are they going to do fucking cats in this yeah, movie? Yeah. Oh my god, they're doing cats! They're wearing cat outfits! And they got stupid tails! And that... Actually, I would say the guy who I... I found him really funny, the choreographer guy in this. Oh, he was awesome! He's so, like... I really liked so, him. so put upon. I think his name is Frank McHugh. All yeah, the time. Him. He's he so was put upon. He did and he's really good no job. good at his job. No, I really can, liked him. Every time he would try to do a dance... I'm like, oh, wow, you're real bad. And then Kagany would do a little dance. He, he did the... Cause yeah. Okay, now we're going to talk about my history, my love of the musicals. Okay. Okay. Back in the 90s, I lived with my grandparents. Yeah. Okay, for like six months. And I would mostly just sit in my room and I would watch TV. And one day, a little movie called Yankee Little Dandy popped up. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck, did I love that movie. Yeah, that's good. And it was a Cagney movie and yeah. he was singing and dancing. And yeah. I'm like, this movie has blown me Blown me off the top. I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, we're going to watch another Cagney musical. Yankee Doodle Dandy blows this fucking thing off. Well, the yeah, okay? it's a different And when movie. Cagney yeah, dances yeah. a couple of times in this, which, and not until the end does he do a full actual Musical dance number. number, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that weird dance thing he does in that about. because he's like yeah. wearing, he's like wearing lifts. Yeah. So he, yeah. like, he dances real fucking weird. Yeah. Okay? But he dances good weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like this movie, and uh, I love the musical numbers at the end. Busby Berkeley has some great choreography. Oh, yes. The three musical numbers, I do have no it's on them. Yeah. Let's, let's see here. Also, the choreographer at one point says, I'm not a Superman. And then I was sitting there thinking, wait, 1934? Superman's not till 1938. They just said the word Superman. Yeah. Not anywhere, not a reference to the character of Superman. No. no. Just weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the three the three shorts, what are they? I think it actually told us up here. The Be a Waterfall that was the oh, closest yeah. to naked. That was a bunch of chicks. That was the second one. Honeymoon oh, yeah, Hotel was, was the first one. Oh, yes. One. God, the Honeymoon Hotel goes on for 16 weeks. That it's was a brothel. Same, it's the same. That was fuck, a brothel. It was a brothel. The Honeymoon <laughs> Hotel. Yeah, you basically are buying a fiance. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. For one night. Right, right, right. They go <laughs> But they are dancing. Yeah. And then they sing that same fucking song for the entirety of it. And then the Shanghai Lil... The same fucking song with different lyrics. Shanghai Lil is just that white woman. Yeah. In yellow face. Yeah. And talking in a horrible accent. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy, I wish I didn't like this song so fucking much. But that by God waterfall, when they do that human waterfall and and, and they're doing the underwater photography. It's yeah. so fucking It is cool. really good. It's that so is actually... Good. I love it. That was when I'm like, oh, fuck. They really threw some fucking money at these oh, last three things. Oh, it's awesome. It's so good. And what's funny about this, these are the previews that are... The prologues that are playing in the theater. How the fuck are they doing this in the theater? No. <laughs> you can't put that on stage? It's like... Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> when you said the prologues, I'm like... Are they filming this? No, they're doing it live. It's that a live make, it's, I know. And then I realized, I'm like, no, but, they're not doing this live. But that's what's kind of funny to me about it. Uh, there's uh, like edits. 
Right. And they're swimming. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. swimming. It's a movie theater. There's no swimming pool, you no. morons. No. <laughs> I thought it was funny. That, that, oh, no. That, that's what's funny. It's, that's that's ridiculous. Why, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why when we traveled to 1934, there wasn't actual fucking preludes no, of a bunch no, of singing no, no. and dancing. No, it was really silly. But, uh, but it happens early yeah. on where he's like, he's lamenting that the talkies are now. He, oh, he, this is, he says yeah. it like three times. Yeah. It's all a fad. Talkies, all fad. blah, blah, yep, fad, yep, fad, yep, fad. Yep. And I'm like, and then at that point I was thinking... Is this going to be about the fact that talkies put a whole bunch of fucking yeah. theater people out of work? Yeah. No. In this, they tried to make the theater people just have a new job. Yep, that's what it okay. was. Okay. Yeah. So, James Cagney in the film, it's funny, because he wanted to do something different. He's like, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be in this movie and still act exactly how he did oh, at those gangster movies. Exactly. <laughs> exactly as angry all the time. That's why he's so he, much better in Yankee Doodle Dandy. Just, I do <laughs> like him in this movie, but he's, and I got a kick out of it because he's pretty much still acting like a gangster. Oh. He's like, hey, baby, get over here. And he's like throwing people out. He's still that's, doing I his... think there's a chance at this point that's just how Cagney talked. Right, 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 okay? right. I, so, I've been doing this for a couple of years. Now I can't stop talking this way. I really <laughs> liked, I really liked Joan Blondell as, as his assistant. I thought yes, she was... She she was really good. She was great. She has some great pre-code stuff in the movie too. Was when he's like, "Hey, do you know uh, Miss Rich?" You're like, "Oh, I know, I know Miss B- Rich." And I was like, "Holy shit!" She almost said "bitch," and that was funny. And then, oh, she says something to her too, where she goes, "Oh, as long as there's sidewalks, you'll ha- you'll have you'll have a job." Oh God! I was like, "Holy that, shit!" That's some of these movies do like. Yes. Oh. Um, I was expecting some stuff, but I'm like, oh yeah, no, I this has gone crazy. I and, love, but it's mostly there's the next couple of yeah. movies have got they're basically naked, okay? <laughs> and they basically yeah. show you oh, they're yeah. naked. I'm I like, holy shit! Love, I, I loved the high energy of this film. I loved all the different cast of characters and the things going on. I was just having a blast. And then when those musical numbers came in, so I was already going to give it a three. And then when those music numbers came in at the end, I was just completely blown away by them. So that's three and a half for me. Okay, I here's really, the thing. Really like I was actually finding a movie half boring. Yeah. Okay, even when it was Cagney doing Cagney stuff, there was all this I could other not be shit. bored. I'm by like, that. God, was... I was fucking bored. But then the cats thing popped up. I'm like, that was awesome. Best movie man. ever. So, so fucking off the chain. Nuts. That was so. And then weird. all three of those ending things. I'm like. They're pretty good, except for Shanghai Lil, which is also I like that one. Fine. good. But she is in oh no yellow face, and she yes. talks in a shitty Asian accent. I'm like, oh, and this is the one where they use the word Oriental like 1800 yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm like, it's basically. I mean, that was the language at the time. It was the language okay. at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, for sure, I'm going with a three. Oh, mostly because, as far as I'm concerned, just watch the the last half. Okay. I don't okay. care about the first half. Okay. I would say watch Cats and then watch all three of those ending things because they're really fucking fun. Yeah, I thought it was cool. So no, I really God, liked... you're right. That that hotel, the hotel sex was nuts. But it also <laughs> went on, and the song was just like, it's just they just keep saying yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just they just won't say fuck. Just say you're gonna get laid. Okay, <laughs> just say it. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. I thought it was high energy. No, and musical numbers were, were fun and good. And you got to see James Cagney do his number at, finally at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, at the end, so he finally. Cool. It's in the in the Shanghai Lil because he's actually in right. the Shanghai Lil one. Right. <laughs> this is the next movie is sitting pretty. and It's probably the slightest of the films. Um, what do you mean by that? I uh, guess it's just. I didn't. Uh, I had. I didn't know anybody in this movie other than. I mean, uh, Jack Haley and Ginger Rogers. I uh, had Ginger Rogers. Jack Haley. What he's the he Tin at? Man. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I yeah, mean, yeah. he couldn't recognize him because he's not fucking silver. Oh, I recognized him <laughs> right away. It's like, I guess. this is directed by Harry Joe Brown. Yeah, Jack Oakey was a pretty popular. Uh, we have a short before this. No. Or is that Roman Scandals? That's Roman Scandals. Oh, yeah. I, well, I can't remember. Yeah, it's Roman Scandals. <laughs> so, sitting pretty, yeah, yeah, Jack Oakey was a pretty popular star um, at the time. And he ended up uh, being nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. Oh, okay. Where he kind of plays a Mussolini parody. Oh, really? In that movie. Okay. Yeah. So Jack Oakey was he was uh, pretty popular. This was early Ginger Rogers. So there's another Ginger Rogers movie. Is one of the love interest Thelma Todd, who was in a lot of Lauren Hardy movies and Hal Roach movies. She plays the one that's kind of breaking, trying to break up uh, the two main guys. Jack Oakey and Jack uh, and Jack Haley play Chick and uh, Pete, which is Parker and Pendleton. They're uh, musical number. They, you know, Word they... of warning. I don't remember anything about this movie for some reason. Okay, fair enough. It just has w- washed right out of my that's head. That's why I said it's the slightest. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. That's, why, that's what I mean. It's I'm the trying slightest. to sit here and I'm like, it's it's basically similar to Floodlight Parade. Footlight Parade. Footlight yeah, Parade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except for I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> it, so they're, they're songwriters trying to make it. They go to Hollywood. They meet Ginger Rogers on the way. And she's got a little, is it brother or son? Or you didn't really say his I name is Buzz. He's played by Jerry Tucker, who was a little rascal. Oh. And I've met Jerry Tucker at one of the Lauren Hardy oh, uh, cool. conventions. So I was just like, oh, I know Jerry Tucker. Not um, recently. No, this was, like in, this was like in the fucking 90 years old lady, lady, <laughs> late 80s, early 90s I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry Tucker. They get a job and they get hired um, doing musical numbers, writing songs for movies. I mean, there's more stuff that's happening. But um, but then uh, Ginger Rogers, both of them like Ginger Rogers. But then uh, Jack Oakey ends up falling for Thelma Todd, who's a famous actress at the time. But she, for some reason, just wants to, like, you know what? I think uh, the other guy, Pendleton's holding you back. So, Chick, you should go on your own so then they break up and then nine minutes later they're back together yeah and then uh they get a job i, and, could, uh, I couldn't follow and they none, 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 and nothing in this movie seemed to matter and every <laughs> and everything is fine and at the end of the movie um which i thought was cool so the whole movie jack oakey is like all over ginger rogers and wants to be with her and jack haley obviously likes her because it's ginger rogers but he's like you know what chick likes her so i'm just gonna let chick have her but then at the end of the movie Oh, Chick yeah. goes, hey, I think you should marry Pete. Yeah, I've already seen this movie today. And then, Gin- <laughs> and then, and then Ginger Roger go, and then Ginger Rogers goes, oh, um, I can't marry him because I married him two weeks ago. I married him two weeks ago. <laughs> I, that was I just never told you, but I still flirted with you for two weeks. Yes, I'm shitty. So <laughs> this movie, I don't think it's a bad movie. I actually really liked the first half an hour of the film. Um, the movie opens with a really long take of them, like, at some studio, and a guy's delivering water to different people, like, practicing singing in these different booths. And the way that the camera... Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, and the camera, remember that. the camera goes over here to this booth, and the camera goes over here to this booth. And it's a, it's like a two-minute shot, and I'm like, yeah. wow, that was really impressive. And I had just watched all these stuff with good singing, and I'm like, oh, these people aren't very good. Oh, right, and I think, <laughs> I think that was the point, though, yeah. that they weren't very good. Well, that good. one guy was loving it no matter what. I remember that. Right. So it was so that was funny, but yeah. So um, I thought that was that was cool. Um, Jack Oakey, he's kind of he's not super funny in the movie, but he's he's kind of likable, but he's kind of a jerk too. Yeah, I'm not even sure this movie's a comedy. Jack, <laughs> yeah. The, well, I was smiling, but I didn't really laugh. I think it's it just was, a movie. It was. <laughs> I felt like it was a pleasant film, but it wasn't really a hilarious film. And Jack Haley, I really liked him. He's very likable. In fact. Out of all the characters in all these movies, there isn't anything bad about that guy. He is nice. He doesn't do anything bad. He 
is... You might not be wrong. No, Jack Haley <laughs> is a saint. He's the best fucking person God, in all these movies. Well, he, it's not like Fred Astaire did anything bad. Not really. He wasn't around well, during the weird... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weird cannibalism But Jack shit. Haley is so nice, and he's even just like, oh, you can have this girl even though I love her. You know, he's just, he's just so nice. And yeah. I'm so glad the right person ended up with the right with the person yeah, at the end of the is, movie. that is a good thing. Because I really didn't want Jack Oki to end up with Ginger Rogers, so no. Jack Haley ended up with her, and that was that was great. I thought that was really cool. But then I, f- I felt like it lost its momentum and its steam halfway through the movie when they were breaking up. And then the movie, like, it's only an hour and, like, I don't so even, minutes. I, I don't even remember half this shit. I'm it, sorry to say. It, no, it's okay. But it goes, but it just happens. It just, it feels like scenes are missing from this film when I'm watching this. It's an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. I The only thing I even, I don't remember any, almost any plot of this. Yeah. I do remember just not caring because it would seem like the next scene didn't give a shit about what just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and how I'm I felt like, that the second half of the happening? film. But then the musical number at the end was a Busby Berkeley inspired kind of musical number with scantily clad women again. Yep. Like, and, uh, but they do the overhead shots, you know, of them like doing the fans yep. and all that stuff. Like, and I thought that was a cool musical number. We gotta, and I actually, we, gotta, we gotta compete with this shit. I forgot what the song was called, but I actually did really like that song. I remember... I was kind of humming it afterwards. But yeah, this is a slight movie. It's one of those movies you just sit, you kind of watch. And when I was in the theater, I was kind of smiling most of the time. Um, And it's short enough that it was painless. Um, I'm giving it a two and a half because I did enjoy some of the musical numbers. And I liked Jack Oakey and Jack Haley in the film and Ginger Rogers. I felt like the movie lost momentum halfway through the movie, so... I don't remember anything about it. I'm going to give it like one and a half. <laughs> it's the most non-memorable I movie. I told you. That's, that's what I meant in the beginning, that yeah. this is the slightest I of don't the even fuck, yeah. I don't remember anything about this movie. Right, right. I don't think I mean, I, I don't, I, here's the thing. In my notes, it just says same song over and over. And I'm like, I don't remember that fucking song. I don't know what the hell I was they talking did about. Sing, yeah, they did a song over and over again. In the and I'm like, I don't remember, I don't remember that song. <laughs> All right, we got uh, two movies left. Yay! And a, and a short. And a short. That's right. Cartoon. One of them is a movie you're going to be all wet for. This one. Laurel right and Hardy. Yep. Okay. Well, I already kind of went through my history of Laurel and Hardy, but this is their fourth feature film, Sons of the Desert, um, that starts just them. Because they, they were in another movie called The Rogue Song where they were comic relief like in 1930. That's a lost film. Oh, okay. Um. I think you mentioned that once before. Yeah. When now that we have a time machine, you can go see it. But yeah, I said you're right. not allowed right. to talk. about Although, so the, <laughs> some of the some of the scenes are available. Like some of the Lauren Hardy shorts or scenes are available, but like the whole movie is. Oh, okay. Anyway, Sons of the Desert pre-code comedy. Stan Laurel, Oliver Hardy. This was their domestic comedy. There's um, nothing pre-code about this, really, though. Not really. I mean, maybe it. a little bit for the scantily clad at the Honolulu baby, a little yeah, bit. Maybe with the numbers there. Yeah, um, I guess there's some Hulu dancing and shit. Yeah, but they are belong to essentially. It's the Shriners. It's, it's yes. It's, well, okay. When I heard the name, I thought this was going to take place in a desert, and they're going to be running around the desert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they belong to this group, and and they don't. You don't really know what they do or anything. It's just like we're gonna be, we're gonna attend this convention in Chicago, and every every man must be accounted for. Yeah, you have to take an oath. Yeah, and nobody's ever broken their oath. The oath is you just have to show up. And I'm like, that's a fucking oath. Yeah, what are yeah, you yeah, talking yeah. about? That's not oath work. Oath right. says you gotta go kill this person for me. Right. Okay. Well, Stan and Ollie. So, but uh, um, but Stan kind of doesn't. He's like, I don't really want to take the oath because what if my wife doesn't let me? And of course, Stan's like, or Ollie's like. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you know, be, you know, be the man of the house. Yeah. But then, of course, when he gets to the house, he's like, "Hey, honey, Hi, honey, my mouth doing what you say?" <laughs> they do good because he's just gonna lie to her. 
Oh, yeah. What was He's he? not going to tell her the truth. I can't remember what his original plan was. Yeah. What he was going to... Because he was going to go to that. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what his original plan was. But So she says you can't go. So what happens is they... Uh, he fakes having a nervous mental breakdown. And uh, they hire... <laughs> he gets... Stan gets a veterinarian to come see yeah. him. He's like the doctor. He's like, why did you get a, a veterinarian? He's like, I didn't think his religion had anything to do with it. That... Fucking line is so but funny. It's funny. It's, it's great. I mean, if you're gonna get a vet, why even get a, anybody with a doctor? Just go get a fucking actor. What well, Stan? Stan doesn't <laughs> yeah, know, I know any I know. better. He doesn't yeah, I know. know. I know. He's like a, kid, a child. Yes, I know. He's like a child, but he is um, a smarter one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. In a, in a way, yeah, it's, it's really funny. Um, that's what I think is funny about the about, about the, their whole repertoire. Um, anyways. Um, so they end up saying, hey, we got to go to Honolulu. And they end up going to the convention anyways because um, the, the wife wants them to go to the uh, mountains. But, so he, the, but they have to get on a boat. Right, 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 right. Which so, I'm like, boy, this made me think. Before before Pearl Harbor yeah. and Hawaii became a state, yeah. Hawaii was already a destination, a destination yeah, of a, a, a distant one. Instead of just going to the Caribbean, which is obviously much shorter trip, mm-hmm. okay? They go to the convention, have their fun or whatever, and then when they come back, they realize that the ocean liner that they were supposed to be on to come back from Honolulu sunk. And now they're like, oh, shit, we got to come up with another story. Well, they didn't find out that until they got home. That's what I mean, yeah, wives, yeah, yeah. And their wives had already left. Yeah, and they're all worried about they it. they were at the docks hoping that maybe their husbands would show up yeah. and be not dead. Yeah. And then by the end, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they wish their husbands were dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and in fact, a lot of a lot of well, not this one, but a lot of Lauren Hardy movies ends with wives shooting them. Like that's really like some. Well, of then shorts. I guess it's not nearly as bad in this one. No, because she only merely beats him up. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's the plot of the film, and I think this movie is for me. It's a comic masterpiece. It's one of my favorite it's, comedies of all time. It's, it's, it's fucking. It's fucking hilarious. It's so fucking. Good. And I'm glad you liked it. Um, the parts that were the least funny was when they're at the convention. Yeah, well, and Charlie like, Chase. There's that 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 guy they meet. I fucking hated him. Okay, so Charlie <laughs> Chase. Like, Charlie Chase. He was a guest star in this movie because he had his own series of comedies. So he was, and he his shtick is being the obnoxious guy. That's his God, shtick. I fucking hated him. Yeah, that's just <laughs> then, that's, he's, then he's good at his shtick. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's just obnoxious. That's just Charlie Chase. Shit. So he was actually a star before Laurel and Hardy. So in the he was a silent star in the Hal Roach movies, and then he uh, started doing. He wasn't as popular, I, I I believe, but he has a series of shorts that that they that he made too. I don't know if he ever made a feature. So yeah, Charlie Chase. He's just doing what he does in the movie, where he's just like, hey, you know, he's just loud and obnoxious and stuff. But I think it fit for the movie. But yes, the best parts are when they're with the wives. Yeah. And one of the main reasons I'm gonna go into lo- more about Lauren Hardy, but May Bush um, plays Ollie's wife. She is fucking amazing. I, oh, well, I, I thought they were both both. They're the both good, really good. But May Bush, she so she was a star, a silent star, and she had a tough time doing talkies. But she was in a lot of these Lauren Hardy movies, usually playing the wife. She is so funny in this movie. Like the first scene when she tells him off. Oh, that no, no, she's going on that rant. She's like, "I slave, slave, slave," and I blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, "It's her delivery is so fucking good, and she's so funny." And I, I just loved her in this movie, and and uh, I wish that she would have gotten more popular, but because because I thought I think she's terrific in this film. I'm just um, I was wondering during parts of this was like how much of the Laurel and Hardy stuff has a canon to it. Are they married in Dirty Work? 
to these women? No, no. <laughs> they, it's weird because they have different wives throughout all their stuff. And, and, uh, so, and she has played the wife a lot, Mae Bush, but she was in the Oliver the Eighth, too. She so was each in there, one but... is almost certainly... Oh, yeah, I guess in, I guess in Oliver the Eighth, yeah. which is a short that I, I mean, was... You just watched Magically it. had to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with Austin lying to me. Okay? <laughs> um, yeah, they're obviously not married in that no. because he's trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get with that rich chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he almost gets murdered, like, 18 times. It was just a dream anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then he wakes up in the dream. And while he was getting shaved, when he very much didn't need to be shaved. <laughs> um, but yeah, their delivery. So the thing with Lauren Hardy is, uh, more than their, their other ones, so the, uh, the slapstick with the three stooges, stuff like that, that's here. They have that kind of slapstick humor. But they put something a little extra in it. There's, there, I feel like there's a heart, there's a charm. There's no, there's no war between Laurel and no. Hardy and the Three Stooges, no. Austin. No, 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 no. comparing them saying and saying one's better than the other. No. Because no. so, the Stooges yeah, yeah, are better. So, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm not but saying there's, that. But there's, but there's like a heart with them. And then they're also, they have this like, they have, the, they let the comedy breathe. Like, there's a lot of takes where Stan is just, Looking at the camera or just reacting for like thirty seconds. It's more reactionary in yeah. many ways. Even even the big fight, the big where he gets beat up in the end. Yeah, it's funny because you can hear his weird noises. While... Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. not even that. It's like actually funny. It is the funny. The shitty garbage oh. we just did. Oh no, okay. it's oh, it's so funny. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, like, it's like he's getting. It's like, it's like, getting it's like he's yeah. touching a hot bowl of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's what he's it's what it sounds like he's doing. But no, he's being beaten to death. Okay. There are so <laughs> many. Like I could do a whole podcast just on this movie, but um, like, but like some of like the humor, like. It starts off when they're in the the meeting for the convention or whatever, and uh, uh, Sons of the Desert, and they walk in. It's just that that slow humor of them getting to the front of of the the meeting, and they're like going through all the chairs and stuff. Oh and, yeah, that's opening the thing. Yeah, right, okay. but but it's 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 a slow paced joke gag, but it, uh, but so you kind of have to be patient with Laurel and Hardy, and but but uh, but I think it pays off. All their jokes usually pay off. There's always something coming, and like I said in the other one, they telegraph a joke and the joke happens but it happens slightly different than how you thought it was going to happen and that's what i think is the genius from uh, a lot of their comedy and stuff but and i love uh, uh stan's wife too so she's the duck hunter and she's like oh yeah it's like oh let me get she, my she, gun she you know went like, duck hunting yeah yeah and she's super tall she's so, like an amazon so we just expect so at that point we expect him to be the one who's probably going to get like beat up Oh, she just forgives him like over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's honesty is the best policy, yeah, and like, feeds like, him chocolate. Oh, God, God, he just, like, he just cries and... and touches his head. Oh, I love oh, <laughs> when he cries. It's so funny. It's just like, oh. but yeah. But, but and then there's the scene. You know, they have like a lot of weird gags, and this is common in a lot of their movies where so they live right next to each other. You know, Ollie goes inside. Uh, uh, Stan goes in his place. Ollie goes to talk to Stan. Knocks at the door. And Stan comes out his door. Yeah. <laughs> and then they lock the door, and he tries to get in there, and he's locked out, and he goes in, and it comes back. And th there's a lot of that in all these movies, and that and that's always really funny for me. I love the scene when he's faking the nervous breakdown. The wife goes away, and he's like, when, hey, uh, you know, this is just a, a gag. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not really sick, because Stan really thinks he is yeah. sick. And then when the wife Stan is... Stan doesn't know terrible acting. Right. When he sees and then, oh, 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 right, 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 right. oh. I'm like you're overdoing it, buddy. Oh, that, okay. and that's all he does. I understand. That's what he I does. understand. I understand. Which is why it was awesome. And then, and then what? When uh, uh when uh, May Bush comes back, and she's like, "Oh, the wife's coming back." She's like, "Oh, we got to get back into position." And then Stan puts his feet into the yeah. the bucket where, yep, and then he starts going, "Oh, oh!" And he's like, "Not you! Shut <laughs> up!" <And I'm> like, <laughs> 
That's funny to me. Oh, and then the scene when Stan's sitting there and he's eating the wax fruit. <laughs> oh, God. And, I when May and he's Bush, done it before, apparently. Oh, when May Bush <laughs> later on calls him, you wax eater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the wax eater. Oh, my God. That's oh. so funny. And then when um, when they're trying, when they're up in the in the attic, when they're because uh, they're stuck in the attic now because they, they uh, find out that the rescue ship doesn't arrive until the next day. So they're like, oh, shit, we have to find a hotel or something. But they get stuck in the attic. So like, oh, we're just going to make a bed and stuff. We'll be like two peas in a pod. He's like, oh, two peas in a pot. No, pod. And then that comes back later when, like, uh, the wife says it. And then Stan, like, corrects him. Oh, you shut up. I love Mae Bush because she tells everybody to shut up. When they're in the movie theater and she stands up and yells at the screen because she sees the convention and Lauren Hardy are at there, that's where the jig is up oh, yeah. to find that out. And somebody says, and sit down. Like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they walk out and they, like, that the theater rusher, they just run him over. <laughs> oh, the, the movie is... The movie is this is the best thing we watch. Oh, absolutely! This is my favorite. Um, and it's it's one of my favorite movies too. I just it's it's such a great movie. Definitely in a lot of these Lauren Hardy movies, as domestic abuse because she kicks the shit out of him and beats him up all the time in all these movies. Oh, he, he deserves it. <laughs> he does. I'm sorry to say, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he deserves it. He does because he is a terrible husband. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it just the, the scene at the end is like, hey, I think we should go to the mountains, and then she gets all the dishes together, like. They're going to, like, she's moving out. And he's like, uh, why don't we talk about this tomorrow? And it cuts to Stan in his house, which is right next door, because the houses are connected. And then you just, you hear all this stuff going on, and then uh, this commotion, and then all the pictures and stuff are rattling and stuff. And he goes over, and all the dishes are on the kitchen, and Stan, and uh, all he's got a black eye, and he's got a, got a pot over his head. Yep. <laughs> That's right. He's like, where's the, is that this one where he holds the pot over his head? Yeah. So he doesn't get hit? Okay. Yeah. God, I watched too many of these fucking things in Austin. Too many oh, movies! Right. Oh, even early in the movie, too, I love the gag when he's like, after uh, Mae Bush tells him off, she's like, ah, oh, the sons of the desert. And he's like, are you going to are you gonna let your wife talk, talk to you that way? He's like, I certainly am not. If she would, And then, boom, he gets hit by a plate in the back of his head. <laughs> that was like, they did a good job of that because he, he just got hit in the head like repeatedly. Oh, yeah, perfectly. and then he did it again. And he's like, Actually, you know what? If she does that again, I'm gonna. Bo- and then, boom, gets hit again with the, the back of the plate. And then, when Stan's like, you know what? I certainly wouldn't mi- let my wife wear any pants. <laughs> when Stan yeah, says that, just like... and then his wife shows up as he's talking bad about her, and he just turns around. And he's like, ah, "Hi, honey." And then he does that double take. Where he's like, "Ah," and then he, and then he leaves, and he goes. I understand. Then... I you are the Laurel and Hardy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember all these things, but I can't talk about this movie for six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know you can. I totally can <laughs> talk about this movie. It's. I, thank you for allowing me to gush. But yeah, this is a classic movie. I could go on and on about it, but it's uh everything about it I like. Um, but yeah, you didn't care for the Charlie Chase as much. But, yeah, I, yeah. You, you know, I knew you weren't gonna like him because I know you don't like that kind of he's stuff. But... Really fucking irritating. Yeah, yeah. But I think intentionally that's... irritating. No, no, he's supposed to do that. Oh, so just a little bit about our conventions and stuff. So when we do our conventions, we actually line up, fold hands, and we actually sing that Sons of the Desert song. So I know that song by heart. We are the sons of the desert. Happy the time of our life. This is a cult. Okay. 2000. Some tramp, tramp, tramp. The boys are marked. Yeah, I know that whole thing. <laughs> sons of the desert are we. And we, we do that at all the meetings and all the conventions. I don't understand. Sons of the desert? And then... I don't understand the, what the reference is to. At the conventions, they <laughs> hand out fezes for everybody. Oh we all wear these God. fezes. Do they say sons of the desert? They say sons of the desert. 
on it. Yeah. Oh so that God. is actually the name. <laughs> that is that is the na- international name for the Lauren Hardy fan club is Sons of the Desert. And then each fan club has their own name, and it's a name of a Lauren Hardy movie. So uh, the Minneapolis St. Paul is uh, the Blockheads, because that was the name oh, of the okay. movies. So Sons of the Desert, the Blockheads is our tent. Is what it, what they call it. It's called um, a tent. It's okay. called a tent. Yeah, each little faction is the tent. Um, but then, oh, then the song. Hon- I love that song, Honolulu Baby. By the way, it's just, it Honolulu it's, it's Baby. Fun. Where'd you get those eyes? And he's looking at so her ass. There's so many yeah. fun songs and all. That's the pre-code movies. right there, because he says, "Where'd you get those eyes?" Because he's looking yeah. at her ass. Which I and, mean, uh, it, then it made like. It made like one percent of the people mad when they <laughs> and so they got to pass all these fucking laws. Right, right. So stupid. Yeah, that song. They, they I've seen that song. They like will play it and they'll have like Hulu dancers at some of the conventions. Yeah, no, I th- I think it's just a fantastic movie. Four stars, obviously for me. I'll go on three and a half. Good, yeah, that's because, awesome. No, you're irritating guy irritated me. I I, I accept <laughs> that. That's that's a that's a good that's a good thing for that. So, all right, our last movie is Roman Scandals. But before that, there was a short. Was not a Disney short. No, it's who made a, this one? I can't. Remember. I should know this, but I don't. Whatever. <laughs> Jack and the Beanstalk was a, a cartoon short. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it, it hasn't got the same level of animation. No, no. It still looks cool. And it's, it has, it has. I like the art style. Yeah, I do too. And what's kind of like, really well, good. it's a, what Cuphead ripped off. You know, Cuphead does yeah. that kind oh, of yeah. style. But. It's eight minutes, and they somehow can cram the entirety right. of Jack and the Beanstalk, where he, yeah. he trades away the cow, yep. he, he gets the beans. I love the way the mad. beans, like, walked. The, the yeah. Beans, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah, and they jumped into a hole so they could grow. And then they zipped it, it up. It grows, yeah, yeah, yeah. he climbs, he's up there. It has both the harp and the hen that lays yep, 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 the, the golden eggs yep. and he comes down yeah and they think like they did it all at eight fucking minutes yeah it was Holy crazy shit that went crazy no it's fast. funny I, I i think the it starts off really creative and stuff i think you know once uh, they're kind of speeding it up at the end so it's just kind of like okay it's yeah. fine it's uh, you know but so, i think a lot of the times i've seen jack and the beanstalk the end of it is he just runs down there and they chop it down and he yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah that's the end of the story yep yep <laughs> Yeah, so it's. I didn't think it was anything super special, but it was a fun little cartoon. It was. I don't it was really fun. have a lot to say about I, it. But. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I'm like, I couldn't remember if I'd ever seen this before. I don't think I have seen this one. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Roman scandals. Roman scandals. So, this is the one I'm most torn about, by the way. Okay, I'm not torn about this. <laughs> so okay, Eddie Cantor. Eddie Cantor was a pretty famous radio star. He was a vaudeville star, actually, in like the 15, 1915, whatever. So he was really famous, and he was very known for doing blackface. Okay, because so, he does an extensive yep, blackface scene yep. in this. It's funny, because I was reading about this after I watched it. I heard this is the least offensive of <laughs> blackface. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't like ham it up. He's no. just literally in blackface, and he sings a song. Yep. Okay. And there's, I guess, one right before he sings the song, though, he does go, I is, I will. You know, he does, he says that, that he does, one that time, one time reason. he does that. Okay. Just, so Eddie Cantor, so he was this guy, and he was known, because so I know him because I watch a lot of Disney shorts, and a lot of times they'll do like Hollywood, like uh, Mother Goose goes to Hollywood or something, and they'll have like Laurel and Hardy and the Marx Brothers, and then Eddie Cantor's in there, and he has like these big eyes. So that's how he's characterized, is that yeah. he would have these huge well, eyes. Uh, his eyes are pretty big. They're pretty big. <laughs> But I didn't know like what style of humor he is. I don't know what he is. I didn't, I didn't know. Really... I this movie starts and it starts modern days. Yes. And I'm like, yep. oh, I thought it was a period piece. Right. Then he like travels through time in some magical fashion. Yep. And most of it takes place in ancient Rome. Yeah. And then he comes back to our time. So it takes place <laughs> in Rome, and he's like, uh, uh, he works at like a 
museum and he's sleep, sleeping on the job or whatever. And uh, they, you know, the, the people come in and are like, what are you doing? You can't sleep here. But then he um, goes to this like town and where there's something going on in the town where they all lost their homes because they're building some banks or build or whatever they're building there. And there's people who like there's blackmail involved and all kinds of right, shit. right, right. Or uh, so, briberies. But like then that. he sings a song and trying to cheer them all up. And I, and here's the thing: when that song started, I'm like, I really like this fucking song, but goddamn, do I hate Eddie Cantor so far? But really? Then he starts singing, and I'm like, I didn't like this. This song's really fun. I didn't hate <laughs> Eddie Cantor because. Uh, he didn't wasn't really doing anything bad or obnoxious. I, I know think. it just he was literally just like misunderstanding people. It was just like seems to be his humor. Yeah, and then like correcting them even and sometimes most of the time correcting them incorrectly. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. appears to be the Eddie Cantor style. I think okay? it is. Yeah, and it happens and a lot. <laughs> it does. And so, but then he like walks away and and from the town, and then he he like kick him out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what they do. And then he ends up being in. And oh, by the way. Even in the beginning, the very first thing, they're like in a museum, yeah. and they say, we're in West Rome. And I'm like, they're in Rome, Italy, but they all speak English because American movie, or yeah, they yeah, in yeah, some yeah, other, yeah. other town called Rome, but that just happens to have all this Roman art. I do not know where this takes place <laughs> until they go outside, and, yeah. they, and like, yeah. okay, it's in America. A place called West Rome that just happens to have a shit ton of Roman shit lying around. So okay. then they go to, well, then he ends up in ancient Rome, and the rest of the movie's kind of like a fantasy kind of thing where he's it's in like ancient a, Rome. Connecticut Yankee and but, King but Arthur there's, but, Yeah, but there's stuff that he talked about because he knows a lot about Roman history. So there's Josephus and there's Princess Sylvia and there's Valerius yeah. and all these people that he's talking about. And then he ends up becoming, the, they, they, they find him by the Roman guards and he ends up being a slave. So they're like auctioning him off and stuff. And that part's pretty funny. There's some pre-code stuff there because this old lady's trying to auction him off. And it's like, oh, I, I don't do manual labor. It's like, well, I'm not, I don't want you for manual labor. And like, oh, I was afraid of. <laughs> But before he travels back, yeah. they they mention something about Rome. And he goes, because they were going to kick him on the road. Right. Well, in ancient Rome, they wouldn't do that. And I'm like, mm, you need to look up ancient Rome shit more, buddy. <laughs> There's literally an entire story about this guy they killed. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. A really famous story. Yes. And well, the Romans kind of sucked. Yep. Okay? <laughs> um... So then he goes back, and then but then he uh, befriends this guy named jo- Josephus, and he's like, "I'm just gonna call you Joe," and you know, so yeah. Um, and, but then Joe like made a joke about whipping him, and then he's like, "I was just kidding. I want to free you instead." And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "You don't make any fucking sense, Josephus." Well, I think he was <laughs> saying that because of you know, like they wouldn't let him buy it. Uh, yeah, I guess. So, so anyways, so he gets there, but um, what happens is. Um, you find out that there's a Princess Sylvia that Joe likes, and there's like this love story and interest and stuff. And then there's the Emperor that he's kind of a um, that uh, Eddie Cantor ends up being a prisoner of, and then he becomes the food taster. And the food taster is you know make sure that things aren't poisoned. There's plenty of and stuff in this that is actually pretty damn funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so there's a lot of mistaken identities, all that stuff going on. What's funny? So who played Princess Sylvia? That's Gloria Stewart. She's the old lady in Titanic. Okay, Lucille Ball mm-hmm. is one of the naked ladies. Oh, okay. So she's one of the... Yeah, because this has the closest to naked ladies. Yeah. As a matter of fact, no, this literally has naked ladies with long hair. They just can't see their stuff. She's one of the people with long hair. So that's Lucille Ball, because she was uh, kind of a pinup bag. She was was one of the Goldwyn girls. And uh, so she was... um, So I actually, like, I had to Google, like, which one was actually her. And she is one of the people that was... 
Was, she was just that she wasn't doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Because all those she girls has a lot. They gave her a liner. Other ones would do too. stuff, and she would just sit there. I guess. <laughs> I guess she's one of the townspeople in the beginning that has a line or two as well. Oh, okay. But anyways, but yeah, there's a scene in the movie where the and Busby Berkeley designed this one. There's like a musical number where there's a slave trade, and Eddie Cantor's not in it for five minutes, and it's just women chained up with yeah. their and that and, is uh, the first and musical number that I'm like, uh, what happened to this movie, and why do I like it so fucking much? <laughs> I loved it. No, I thought it was. Awesome. Awesome. It was so creative and cool. I really liked that scene. And then the end of the, um, towards the end of the movie, he goes into this bathhouse and he's trying to uh, find someone. But it's the girl, so he can't be in there. He's not allowed in there. You can if you're black, apparently. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my. Because god. they're because they pose no threat. That's kind of oh, was the idea. The yeah, offensiveness. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Off absolutely. The chart in this movie. Oh, I agree. End. It's offensive. Okay. So. But Eddie Cantor goes in, and so then he's so he uh, lays down, and they're they're gonna he pretends to be a girl because he's like has his voice high or something. They put this mud on his face, you know, because it's the other stuff. But then he's like, oh, I gotta es- escape. He takes the mud even further and just blackens up his whole body and his yeah. face and stuff. So now he's in blackface, and then they do this musical number, which I actually really like the musical I, number. That was my most torn thing. I'm like this musical number where he's in blackface. Is the best song of this fucking episode. It is. Holy shit, that thing's been stuck in my head yep. for, since I watched it. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't want to like this. At, I don't want to like this at all. He's literally in blackface. Yep. And he's singing this song called Young and Beautiful. So, and I fucking love that yeah. song. And so, <laughs> you know, obviously, blackface is bad. But I like the history of it. I like watching. It's not stuff even like, like this. It's, it's not. Like, but this is. It, this is literally the worst version of blackface. Yeah. This isn't blackface where you're impersonating somebody else, no. a specific person. No. That might not even be that bad. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. If you're impersonating a, if if it's a specific person, no. This is just racial stereotyping. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah. Of the worst egregious time. Yeah. But goddamn, I love that fucking song. Yeah, I do too. And I think the music numbers directed really well. I I was watching it and I'm like rocking my seat and I'm like, my brain. My brain. (laughs) So when I watch these, when I watch this stuff with Blackface, I I already knew going in that was probably. I did not know it was going to be it. So I was prepared for it. And so when it happens, you know, it's Blackface. It's terrible. But I'm just watching it for the history of it. And. I find that stuff kind of interesting and fascinating. So I, I, I think it's kind of neat to watch this. Well, not saying what he did was right. It's not right to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it's, 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 I think it's interesting as history. And I, and that's also a reason why I don't think these movies, stuff like this, because people are trying to erase this kind of stuff, and I don't think it should be. I think it should be shown and talked about. I don't think they're trying about. to erase it. Well, the people are they're just, just like, trying to make people not do it anymore. No, I okay? understand that, but if, but it's just like, oh, you can't show this in a theater. Or you can't do this. And I'm like, I don't think you should like ban it. I don't, I don't think it should be banned. I think it should I, be talked about. I don't think... I think there's a very small minority of people who want to ban, fully yeah, ban it yeah, and yeah, erase yeah. it from history. I think most people would go like, yes, but, you know, how about we at least ridicule it? Yeah. At yeah, the very... Yeah. Just, just call it out yeah. whenever it's happening. Yeah. And, ne- and don't let people pass on it. Yes, okay? exactly. And that's yeah. my whole problem with this. Because yeah. I'm like... God damn, do I want to give him a pass because that fucking song is so fucking awesome. <laughs> but I have to fucking say, don't. Me, my other problem, my other weirdness thing is because it was 1934. Yeah. I'm watching all these and I'm like, 
there's not blackface. Hope there's not blackface. We get to the last fucking movie. Yeah. And right at the end of the last movie, I'm an extensive blackface scene. I'm like, no! I went through all these and we got blackface! I thought there was going to be in a, in a, a Footlight Parade because they oh, talked about it. So did I. And there said, was a couple of times where I'm like, said, oh no. He said, we're going to put girls in blackface. He said that in the movie oh. and he well, doesn't. It's actually in Footlight Parade, there was one point and it was really shitty. Yeah. Okay? Because there's the water thing in that. That happens because at one point, he see a bunch of black kids playing in like a hydrant. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. he goes, oh my God, what a great idea. Beautiful white bodies. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, you yeah. done did it. You, you just <laughs> that's said right. the only said. reason that's not cool is they ain't white. Yeah, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, so, you ruined everything. All right. <laughs> We talked about that stuff. I want to talk about Eddie Cantor. So the so the first fifteen minutes or so when it was a modern day, I'm like, all right, I didn't, I wasn't really finding. It was can't... mostly the stuff in the museum. It right, just, it fucking annoyed the shit. I didn't annoy me, but I just was it, just like, I grows on me after. All. I didn't felt, I didn't feel like it was really all that funny or anything. And not that it wasn't unfunny. It was just like, okay, like I don't really know what his humor is. I don't like why was he so popular. As soon as he goes back to Rome and that first exchange with the Roman guards, I was laughing so hard. There were so many funny lines that he went back and forth with the Roman yeah. guards. You know, he'll say something, you know, or a guard will say something and he'll say something like, you know, he'll like twist and turn what they were saying around. And I thought that double talk was really, really funny. Like the next like 40 minutes after that, I thought was so funny. And so I laughed a lot in this movie with with Eddie Cantor doing that, and then they had the laughing gas thing where yeah, that, laughing, you know, like that. I, I thought that was funny. It was okay. <laughs> I, weirdly, I was well, mostly the lot. stuff in the museum. He grows on me once he goes to Rome. Ancient, oh, that's Rome. the stuff. What's well, it's the fish out of water stuff? And there. actually, that was funny. the stuff after the blackface. Yeah, with the where he's the food tester. Oh yeah, I was like, that was some funny ass shit. That was really okay. funny. I agree. but I was like feeling kind of ill because um, my body was telling didn't know how to feel about the previous <laughs> thing but i'm like yeah this is pretty legit funny because he's the food tester oh. and because because the emperor's wife is attempting to kill the emperor. yeah 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 and she's that, great and there was too. some funny yeah, yeah. stuff because she tries to poison him numerous times yeah yeah and yeah. then one point his the like food tester his original food tester like dies and she goes oh no that could have been you and he goes oh don't worry honey maybe maybe it'll work better next yeah. time well and there's actually a <laughs> list he fucking knows. there's a list of all the food testers and their names are crossed out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. that's funny but no there's some funny lines I'm trying to, um one of the lines he says is like uh when he's talking about like oh no children I can take care of that. When I'm like, holy shit, he just said he was going to have sex. And then the other thing, too, what did he say about something? He did, There was an abortion joke in there. He said something about, like, something, 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 and then he goes, that's birth control. And I'm oh, like, yeah, I do remember oh, that. Oh, okay. my God, that, that cracked me up. That the, the, So there was some funny stuff in there, like the writing. I don't know if it was necessarily Eddie Cantor himself, but I thought the writing I thought was really funny. The script. I kind of feeling, watching this, I'm like, I think every time Eddie talks, Eddie wrote that. Okay. Like, there might have been another story, and then they just cast him. So he's yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. now you got to Eddie Cantor it up. Okay. Right. That might have been it. But also, I assume Eddie Cantor, because there's like three real banger songs in this. Yeah, I think so. There's I think like so. three of them. And yeah. he's the one who sings them. Yeah. And he sings them 
in the way that I kind of like in musicals, yeah. where they aren't like singing grandiose. No, Eddie Cantor can only sort of sing. Okay, right. <laughs> he but, doesn't like belt it out. But he doesn't he's have just to. saying the lines. Well, because he's a comedy actor, so yeah. that's kind of what's going but on. That's why I'm like, I don't know. The songs in this are really liked, and yeah. it really is that blackface that. Really oh yeah, rips it down for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand, and, and it really rips it down because I really like that fucking song. Yeah, I love that song. That's my favorite song of the fucking and then episode. The 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 big finale is this chariot chase, which is actually oh my pretty god, fucking... that chariot chase is fucking next level. <laughs> it was really cool. It was, uh, it was. It goes on forever, and I'm like, uh, I mean, there was still rear screen shit that happens, well, but yeah. then they would show like a long shot, and I'm like. Uh, that guy just fucking died. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, there's that one where the bad guys are following him, and then they literally crash into a wall. It's like, yeah. holy fuck. I was yeah, like... I'm like, uh, are those people, are those people okay? And oh. one of them's like bitten, dragged behind. Speaking of animals being hurt, I gotta go back to Meet the Baron. When they shoot that tiger, that looked like that... Uh, that oh, yeah, that that's looked like right. that tiger actually got shot. I, that... I, I'm like, is that some stock footage of a that tiger that got like, murdered? That might have been stock footage of a tiger. Because that's what happened. The, the actual Baron, because of whatever. Yeah, we didn't yeah, even yeah. mention the whole real Baron showing no, up. No, story no, 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 right. Who gives a fuck? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, uh, was that just like they found footage? Or did they shoot a goat and find, shoot a fucking lion in the fucking <laughs> In the jungle. Yeah, it was weird. So, anyway, back to Roman Scandal. So I actually did really like this movie. And I'd like to watch more Andy Cantor films, knowing the fact that he's... You're probably interviewing blackface in him. But I thought his humor was funny. I thought the songs were funny. My only problem with the movie is that I feel like... I mean, you said it's the blackface. But I feel like it, it was a little over 90 minutes. I feel like this would have been a really good 75-minute comedy. I do think that it goes... There's a couple bits that go on a little yeah, longer. I, it actually takes longer for him to end up in Rome than I... Yeah, than it was like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah. uh, oh, he does, he does... This is a period piece. Yeah. Because I knew from this poster, because it looks yeah. like a period piece. Yeah, and it then does. it was yeah. a period piece. And they and actually like, showed the naked girl oh, yeah. on the cover. That po- yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's why when I was get, I'm like watching this one, I'm like, this one might have the most nudity, because that poster has basically got naked chicks yeah, in it. It okay? is. It does. It has the um, actual titular... Not titular. The, yeah. the, the, the naked chicks that we were talking about where they don't do anything well, I can but see, you can't but they're covered up I can see so, it was really funny and obviously we saw this in the theater and there's people laughing a lot oh yeah movie, Eddie so. Cantor was and, super popular yeah, I mean and, uh, at I, this point I think comedy was really the thing you can most easily well, this translate was, over this is, we went it was the depression when we went yeah so but, this this, was, but he's a radio star so his yeah. style of comedy is much more talkative yes. style instead yep. of like slapsticky like Lauren Hardy and Three Stooges yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so th- and that's why I also going back to Lauren Hardy that's why I like Lauren Hardy because they do a mix of both they do the yeah. you know, although he has that, that. That, the chariot race is pretty slapsticky they fucking <laughs> the, he, they nail his sandals to the oh, chariot oh yeah and so he's going back and forth like he's so gonna he, fall yeah, off yeah, 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 yeah. so he's barely on there and then that breaks apart and he's on like skis and oh shit. my god like, this is fucking awesome <laughs> I was I was a funny oh, little scene so I Oh, I I'm, don't know. This movie is really hard for you to 75 rate. <laughs> minutes. If it was 75 minutes, I was going to give it a three and a half. I'm going to give it a very strong three. I liked it quite a bit. I think it's really funny. And I, it, I thought it took a little while to get going. As soon as he goes back in actual ancient Rome, that's for me when it started picking up. Yeah. And uh, he not does that like, it was really bad before, but as soon as it, as soon as they do that, it starts getting really funny. And I, I really he does like it, two yeah. musical numbers in ancient Rome, and neither one of them has anything to do with anything. Nope, okay, nope, but they're nope, both nope. fun, yeah. and they're both yeah. really good songs. Yeah. And then that, but boy, the one is, I, I honestly am, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out any way to rate this movie. Yeah, no, and, and it's okay because if you can. I really liked it. 
and also I really fucking hated it. Yeah, and I mean, yet the simultaneously in my brain, yeah, this is a one and three star movie simultaneously. Oh wow, no, that you know what that makes sense to me. I'm gonna go one, with a two. Okay, that. that sounds like math. Right, oh, right. use math to go but, play rating. Know, I get it. One star for the blackface, right? But then three because the movie's actually pretty good. So yeah, it's just like that's, that's... The, actually I would say it's like a zero and a four star, but it's not a four. Even though, even even if you didn't have the blackface, two and, like, and a half. Again, two and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, if I'm going from a zero to a yeah, three, yeah, I'm going yeah. to one and a half. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, how yeah, math yeah. works, Austin. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll make a two. I'll yeah, go yeah. with a two. Okay. It's Sounds a two, good. but mostly because, God, I kind of think people could watch this. I, you know what? And and I think they should because I think it's a funny movie, but I also think you get to see the history. You get to yeah. see some history here that it's blackface. And, and, and if you're curious to watch something like that, I think there's probably worse ones to that are probably a little more offensive than this oh, one. Oh, there's a hundred times more offensive. Right. So uh, so this would be easy then on the weird, like Some that, of the weirder yeah. stuff about the blackface yeah. stuff is we talk about jazz singer, he does blackface and that. Oh. But in actuality, he was pretty progressive dude. What's funny but about... But he just did blackface because he didn't realize how stupid and wrong that I was. I was reading about <laughs> Andy Cantor and... They offered the jazz singer to him first. To really? Him. Yes. For some reason, he turned it down, and then they got Al Jolson. Weird. So Eddie Cantor was so supposed the, to be so, in the jazz so singer. So now, yeah. historically, we all consider Al Jolson yeah. the singer, and Eddie Cantor but, just a comedy doofus. But it would have been Eddie Cantor then yeah, in that case. We would think of it that way. Yeah. And the blackface still would have happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would have happened. Out of well, this is one of my favorite episodes that I that I did because I just loved watching the history of all this stuff. Even even something like Sitting Pretty, uh, it was you know it was okay, but it was really neat to just sit and watch that stuff, and uh, especially at the height of the Great Depression. I don't think you you remove from history the blackface from this. Yeah, I do think it's a better movie if we remove that scene altogether, just mm. because it would both be shorter. Yeah, and it wouldn't have that thing. Right, but, but then you're missing that musical I, number, I, I which want, is awesome. I want that song. It's a okay? good song. It's that a really good song. That musical number does have other real problems with it though because there are actual black people in that and they are literally just slaves oh yeah yeah, yeah. Every, absolutely there are numerous black yeah. people in this movie yeah. and every time you see them they are just slaves yes no granted it's ancient rome 30 percent of people were slaves okay white including eddie Cantor. okay i uh, sorry i forgot a funny gag too is when he's like hey can i try your whip out and then he, he he takes the whip and then he like gets that guy by the neck and he throws him out of oh. his chariot. That was funny. They did that twice. Well, that they that was hey, funny. Well, the guy who buys him pulls out his whip and he goes, "You're a real good whippersnapper." Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I, I I thought it was really it was really cool. So I, I I like the movie. It was cool to watch it for history. So I'm glad I got to see an Eddie Cantor film. So now I know when people are talking about Eddie Cantor. This is what they mean. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I honestly don't know if I had ever seen anything with Eddie Cantor in yeah. it until now. Okay, uh, I have. I assume he made a bunch of movies. It was fucking super popular. Yeah, he was a fucking radio show. Yeah, which yeah. I'm assuming took him 20 minutes a week. Yeah, you just go there, say, say, right. say stupid. But again, shit, he was leave. he was popular <laughs> like before movies were popular. So he was already popular on Broadway and Vaudeville. How old was he? I wonder. Um, so he was. I think he, I want to say click he would, that magical button that I'm, tells us his age. I'm pretty sure he was in his 40s in this movie, 1892. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he yeah. was he was all 40, okay. 41 in this movie, and and he died at the age of 72 and 64. And he was wow, he was married to someone in 1914 until he died. Oh, so he wow. was married to her forever. Because sometimes when you click on these actors, they'll have like five wives. You know. Oh yeah, I think of most of them. I think of a lot of them. You know, even like the he, ones we would consider to even not like be Fred Astaire people. or yeah. whatever, something like that. Yeah, stuff like Stan Laurel had four wives. Yeah, we yeah. don't consider them monsters, but apparently they <laughs> couldn't stay with somebody 
Right, right. They, they banged around or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, best movie for me, obviously, Sons of the Desert. Yeah, um, Sons of the Desert is the best movie. Actor. Oh, yeah, we got to come up with actors. Lead Fuck. actor. Oh, oh no. I knew I forgot, I knew I forgot to come up with something. Um, I'm just, uh, you know what? I'm just going to give it to Stan Laurel because I love him. So Stan Laurel, there you go. He's my favorite. Uh, I'll go with Hardy just because I want to be different. Yeah, than you. Okay. yeah. Best actress, best actress would be um, lead actresses. There's really only like Ginger. Yeah, she's really not even the lead in any of the no, other movies she's in. I guess um, not. Yeah, there really wasn't a lead. Betty Davis is also supporting. not a lead. So no, there really isn't. I will go for supporting actress. For me, it's Mae Bush from Sons of the Desert. She is so good as the wife. She is really she good. She is my favorite. She is. It's just everything in Sons of the Desert is just better than everybody else. Okay? Supporting actor for me, I'm going to go with Lewis Stone as the captain in Bureau of Missing, Bureau okay. of Missing Persons. Because I, I really I'm to see liked here. him as the captain. I actually might weirdly give it to Moriarty. Even though I didn't like that movie. Oh, I he was Moriarty awesome in it. was really good. Yeah, actually, Ernst... it might even just be that Chicago gangster Ernest guy. Tor- oh, yeah. I don't know which one it was. was but uh, Or Maybe even just actually weirdly, there's like there's Moriarty, the Chicago gangster, and the guy who ran that place. The bar, like, yeah, the they're all was, really funny in that. The guy in the and bar it's like was the and really it's the movie yeah, with yeah. the least comedy of all these movies. It is. And I'm like, those guys were fucking hilarious. They were. They were really <laughs> funny. But yeah, so that's it. Um, I think next week we're gonna go to 1979. Oh next. my god, I can watch movies in color. And yeah, shit? weird. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there'll be like in color, there might be actually only one of these. Maybe movies, there won't be blackface in it. I think there's <laughs> one of the only one of these movies. I think it was uh, Footlight was over 90 minutes. Yeah, everything and most else of them was were uh, cra- barely cracked an hour. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, that's true. Roman Scandals like an hour and a half, but the that's most right. of them were like an hour. Yeah. So I'm your host Austin Kennedy. I'm Tim Kaiser, and we'll see you next time. You fucking suck. Damn it. <laughs> you knew you did that wrong. Time. Sure. All right. Bye-bye.